Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In an op-ed for the New York Times, Charles M. Blow writes, "We are edging closer to civil war." And a hedge fund billionaire named Ray Dalio says basically the same thing. And his argument was. When a person's cause becomes more important than the system, the system is in jeopardy. And history teaches us that. It's a very, um, it's, it's a good point. And I, and, and I do agree. But there's one big issue that is brought up in the New York Times article that I, I've said before, I believe will be a catalyst for civil war. Or, or I should say it could be. I don't want to be as definitive. I certainly think we're in a cold civil war, which has been stated for years. But this issue is abortion. And they bring it up in the New York Times. Other people have brought up the same thing. And he draws interesting parallels to abolition and the Civil War. Now, there's a lot to consider here. There's a lot to speculate on. And it's tough to know exactly what will happen because we all have have that bias that says it can't happen here. But I will say this. Over the past several years, people have jokingly been like, ah, Tim's talking about Civil War again. And yeah, absolutely. But it's in the New York Times. It's in The Hill. A Princeton professor has talked about it. Several security experts gave interviews to all these high-profile publications. So I am gen- I am a little bit confused as to why people refuse to engage with a subject that is overtly mainstream and being talked about in the largest, or I should say at least the most prominent publication in the country. And now we have another story that is becoming explosive on the left. They are saying there is definitive proof now that Trump tried to stage a military coup because... Rumor was a White House official was saying the National Guard was going to be called in to protect Trump supporters during the insurrection. Now, I think, of course, the establishment view on this is, is in, it's insane, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you or I think about their view of January 6th. What matters is they believe it. What matters is they view it as an insurrection. And that means they want to pass laws as such, which means the ideological battle has escalated to the point where one side overtly is saying the other side tried to stage a military coup and they will not allow them to continue their conspiracy. An article from the Philadelphia Inquirer, they say the conspiracy is still happening. So these people are actually in a state of believing a civil war is underway and like to the point of subversion. But let's talk about it. We also got some other crazy stories, too. I mean, on a lighter note, Elon Musk was named Person of the Year. And on a darker note, a CNN producer was arrested for child trafficking. So, uh, (laughs) yikes. Joining us to talk about all of this is the arbiter of internet morality, Siraj Hajmi. How's it going, man? High praise coming from you, Tim. Thank you. (laughs) Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thanks for having me. What do you do? What do you are? What's going on? Oh, I have to explain myself every time? Yes. Yep. Wow. Every time. Give it a good 15 seconds. All right. Siraj Hashmi. I'm the creator of The List, also co-host of the Habibi Power Hour. Mm. Habibi Bros. Me and Jay, Mojahi Kobe, the man who can always be banned by Twitter but always comes back. You can follow me on Twitter at Siraj A. Hashmi. So The List is um, the list of people who should have their phones taken away. Right. Based on bad takes. There you go. Bad we got, tweets. We, we got a big list, don't we? Oh, yeah. We're doing it. We're doing we're it doing, live. We're, yeah. We're going to do a live breakdown of yeah. all of these really awful things stupid people say. Is that oh, right? yeah. From the past <laughs> week. 
Yeah. All right, it's gonna be fun. Thanks for hanging out, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming. We got Luke. It's good to have the Habibi in chief join us today. I appreciate you coming here. And uh, the shirt that I'm wearing today is the Grinch who stole normal life, and very coincidentally, the Grinch looks a lot like Doctor Fauci. Huh. Now, if Doctor Fauci has an issue with this, don't worry. We're only going to take two weeks to slow the spread of this incredible merchandise, which you can get exclusively on um, the bestpoliticalshirts.com. Speed the spread. Uh, what do you mean speed the spread? Slow the spread. We need two weeks to slow the spread if Dr. Fauci doesn't like his depiction here on, on this T-shirt. And that's why, uh, you know, it's just going to be two weeks, Tim. And, and then, you know, the shirt's <laughs> gone and everything's going going back to normal. Everything's going to be fine. So thanks for having me. And uh, because you support me, I'm here. I got to say, Siraj, your work with the list has inspired me. I've had many tweets where I've written them and sat there and stared at the screen and then deleted. <laughs> <laughs> many times I've been glad that I did. So thank you for keeping me to task, my man. You know, the list is all about saving people from themselves. Right. That was the initial intent behind it. And, you know, if, if, I'm, if it happens to you, Ian, you know, my job is done. Mm. Glorious. I, I, I do have to be honest, though. Um, you, you jokingly threatened me with the list. I did. Because I said my political positions are as follows. The government sucks, comma, mostly. And you were like, mostly, yeah. you know, but, but what <laughs> which I have is, to, which is correct. It's yeah. all of it. Yeah. I, well, yeah. you know, I couldn't, I, I initially wrote that, but I had to add the mostly cause I'm like, I'm not an anarchist. I'm just like, are you Tim? Yeah. I'm not an anarchist yet. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you like, an there's, anarchist? Like, there's like, there's like little, 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 there's like bits of government that I think is a good thing. What, what's, what's, what's that right behind you? Is that, that? A, is that a, is that an old, is that a knife? Is that a, a sword? Is that a dagger? Sword? <laughs> it's a, a cutting sword? utensil. Habibi. And a, and, and a musket? And a, a muzzle-loaded flintlock <laughs> mm-hmm. pistol. A flintlock mm-hmm. pistol, yes. Yeah, it's not an actual firearm. Oh. Because there's, like, it's, I guess it's not a legally one. No, no, but here's, here's what I was going to say. Here's what I was going to say. Um, I, I think I, sh- I, I have to get on the list at some point. Like, death by a thousand cuts. You know Tim, what I mean? <laughs> Tim, this is the issue here. If you try to get on the list, you don't get on the list. Mm. What I'm saying is, not that any of my tweets, you, you said you don't put trolls on the list. I don't put trolls on the list. And so, but the issue is, at a certain point, like, I've tweeted so much stupid stuff, like, <laughs> trolling, that yeah. I'd be like, all right, just knock it off and smack the well, Tim, The thing is, all right, if I didn't know you, <laughs> you do it. Then I might consider it because I don't know you. Because sometimes you cannot tell someone you don't know is trolling when they're trolling. It's like all trolling. So, Tim, whenever you decide you want to get real serious and it's a bad take, don't worry, I'll be right there. Have you found you put people on that are trolling before you realized they were trolling? Uh, yeah. They're, they're, I've, I've fallen for that trap several oh. times. So. Ah. And, and that's why that's why I was like, if they're trolling, they can't go on it because I feel like they should get a, a they're, they're awards trying, of their own. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're trying to get attention, mm-hmm. and I'm giving it to them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trolling necessarily to get attention. I just you know like posting sarcastic, snarky, and nonsensical things sometimes. Tim, know? do you really need attention right now? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing, though. I think I think people need to understand that about uh, when 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 you make like if you made a video where you like lied about. Uh, um, having a Twitter beef or something desperate for attention, it mm-hmm. makes you look pathetic. You know what exactly. I mean? yeah. And if you just do your thing and mind your own business, we won't talk about you. Fine. I was trending for like six weeks straight. So weird. And I'm like, just stop, man. <laughs> like, But I get it. I get it. We got a show. Let's carry on with the show. Let's do the show. Okay. All right. Let's just get started. We'll, we'll, we'll ramble on this in a second. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member and help support all of our awesome new shows. We got Pop Culture Crisis, a new pop culture show talking about Movies, video games, celebrity stuff, because we want people to have a break from the crazy chaos and get a well-rounded view of everything that's going on. And sometimes there's just stuff you want to enjoy, like Spider-Man's coming out. I'll, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man's awesome. 
But you also get access to our members-only segments for the Tim Cassaro podcast, which go up every day around 11 or so p.m., Monday through Thursday. Check that out. And membership is what drives all of this. We're not chasing clicks or traffic. We're just trying to get people who believe in us to bail up, be like, hey, man, we'll sign up and help you keep doing the work you do. So it's greatly appreciated. Don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends. And I will announce for all of you, we do have the ladies Ooh. version of the Step on Snack and Find Out shirt now available. Go to TimCast.com, click that store, and you can see the Step on Snack and Find Out women's comfort tee. We also added a whole bunch of colors to the Step on Snack. Uh, how, how do I even get it? What is this? Changing colors? The green one's really nice. Yeah, they are, they are cool colors. Look at that. Look at that. Going through all the colors. Here we go. The Step on Snack and Find Out shirt now is a bunch of other colors as well. There's like a darker yellowish orange. Oh, a lot of people are cool. saying they want different colors. So um, this has been our best-selling shirt ever. Like, no joke. We sold thousands of them in like a month. So thank you so much for all the support, everybody. With that being said, let's talk about the news. We got this story from the New York Times. We are edging closer to civil war. And even Fox News writes an article saying liberal uh, analyst or whatever, pundit, writes that we're closer to a civil war because Fox News can't just be like, here's the argument. They have to make sure you know the guy who wrote it's a liberal. Charles M. Blow writes, the Supreme Court issued a decision allowing abortion providers in Texas to continue challenging new laws. We know that I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of him talking about what happened with that because I'll give you the simple version. It's widely believed that come June 2022, the Supreme Court will overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, I don't know if that means it'll happen, if it's probable or not. It just means a bunch of mainstream outlets said conservative justices were signaling they would overturn it. And a bunch of the progressive personalities were like, it's over. The end is nigh. However, what he goes on to say is something really interesting. In this article, he brings up in 1837. Calhoun railed in a speech on the Senate floor that slavery had grown up with our society and institutions and is so interwoven with them that to destroy it would be to destroy us as a people. He mentions that Calhoun was considered the father of secession. The interesting thing I see here when talking about the escalation of conflict uh, and, and, and the Cold Civil War is what's the catalyst? Certainly you have tribalism where people care more about their cause than the system. And that's what Ray Dalio, the hedge fund billionaire, has brought up, saying that's why he believes we face a very serious chance of civil war. But what is the spark, the shot heard around the world that's going to be, that's going to light the match? I think it could be abortion. I think what might happen is June 2022, Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade. Maybe. I don't know. But let's just say maybe it happens. Then comes the midterms. Republicans say now's our chance to pass federal legislation banning abortion federally. And Republicans rally around the idea. Of course, Democrats will rally too. But let's say in this circumstance, Republicans actually end up winning. They then try to pass the legislation, but Joe Biden vetoes it. And they don't have the, the amount, they don't have the, 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 the power in Congress to override the veto. So now it comes 2024. Donald Trump is campaigning and says the first thing he'll do when he's elected is sign the bill federally banning abortion, which brings us back to the 2020 election when John Podesta, as it was reported by the Boston Globe, said if Donald Trump wins, he would encourage the West Coast to secede from the union. Now, I don't know if they'll overturn Roe v. Wade. It kind of sounds cra- seems crazy they would. I don't know if there's going to be a red wave or a red tsunami. It seems like, based on indicators, that might be the case. And I don't know if Trump will actually win. But these pieces are certainly in play. And the New York Times is actually entertaining the idea. And many other mainstream publications have as well. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. 
Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So I certainly think it's fair to say the conversation is here. It's in the New York Times. What Charles Blow writes, he says this war won't be only about subjugation of black people, but also about the subjugation, subjugation of all who challenge the white racist patriarchy. It will seek to push back against all the others, black people, immigrants, Muslims, Jews, LGBTQ people, and yes, women, particularly liberal ones. And thus he goes back to bringing up abortion. Now, I don't know about all that. That sounds pretty darn crazy to me because I certainly don't think the right in sphere of influence faction has is, is white supremacist or believes whatever the hell they're, this guy's saying, but they believe it. And that means they're willing to fight for it. And they believe this escalated to that point. So I don't know what you guys think. I've been harping on this for a, for a, for a, a long time. Positive, negative. You think something bad's going to happen? Well, I, I mean, you mentioned the cold civil war. I think we're there more so on information Mm. we're dealing with two different americas right now you have a right and left and both sides don't seem to want to basically come to terms with what the other side is saying and it's become more divisive than ever it's supplanted religion as probably the one single great divider and it's i mean it's obviously not healthy and unfortunately uh you know, you see a lot of, uh, I mean, just last week, I think Axios was reporting that a lot of these conservative or right wing, uh, platforms are starting up, um, and that's creating an echo chamber, which is BS, which is, but. yeah, which is funny considering that their entire, their entire argument was, oh, you don't like it. Go build your own thing. And then they did. Now they're complaining about or it. that their whole infrastructure is an echo chamber. And so when some people are like, I don't want to be in an echo chamber, they're like, you're making an echo chamber. Yeah. Yeah. The corporate media is an echo chamber. Absolutely. And I think this article is absolutely hyperbolic. I mean, to claim that white supremacists are going to go, are going to be targeting minorities and the LGBT community and, and liberal women specifically sounds a lot more like propaganda than any kind of prophecy. I mean, I, I do see the potential of, of this larger divide and conquer agenda, but I see this kind of article as a ploy to push that divide even further with a lot of the fear-mongering scare tactics implemented in this article that, again, are just absolutely baseless uh, when, when you see see it in its face value. Now, again, we are becoming more politically uh, partisan. We are becoming very uh, divided. Uh, we are living in bigger and bigger echo chambers, but I do believe financially that it's going to be a bigger ramification of utter chaos happening in the financial sector that's going to create little groups, and these groups will be fighting each other, and I think that's going to be the more likelihood of a potential civil war well, potentially later down the line. I, I just wanted to add one thing that really, you know, that, that strikes me as the corporate media and, and sort of like the elite are dividing us by all these different identities. It's identity politics. What this really would boil down to if they weren't dividing us into all these different groups is that it would be a class, a classist type of divide. It would be the the ruling elite would basically be the subject of everybody's frustration 
and there would be a good chance that uh, the peop- the powers that be would no longer be there if people would stop fighting with each other. But exactly. the, the interesting thing is it's not uh, – the, the, when they talk about you know white supremacists and all that stuff, that's one of the lies they use to, keep, to make the divide happen. Mm. But that's not – it's clearly a lie. What, what, what the actual battle is, in my opinion, is reality versus the matrix. There are people who live in a fictitious reality based upon mainstream narratives that are not true. And there are people who are discerning. They challenge narratives and they try to figure out what's, what is true. And that means sometimes CNN writes an article that's true and sometimes they don't. You got to be able to figure out what makes sense and what doesn't. For a lot of people, they, uh, a good example is Steve Bannon. You know, we've had him on the show several times. The dude is clearly not a white supremacist, but if you go to these leftists, they will genuinely tell you, not in these stupid fake semantics, they will genuinely tell you they believe Steve Bannon thinks he's genetically superior to black people, which is just not true. I don't think he even talks about anything related to, to that stuff or race at all. He comes here and he's like, the rich people are ripping, r- r- ripping you off. We've got to raise the taxes. He's a populist. Right. But, but if, so, so when you have someone like Steve Bannon who, who can make an argument that a populist leftist would completely agree with, but they won't talk to him because they're scared of the establishment, that's the, the driving wedge. There are some people who know absolutely that, you know, Alex Jones is, you know, he can be out there sometimes, but he's a populist. Steve Bannon, he's a populist. But they won't come and sit down and talk to him. You know why? We've actually reached out to, to many of the populist leftists like, hey, would you want to come and join this show and like, talk to these individuals? And they're like, no, no, I don't think so. Sorry, I'm not interested. I will tell you this. My belief is that, and this is just speculation for the most part, what do you think would happen if a progressive leftist sat down with Steve Bannon and for two hours just kept saying, I agree, you're right. I agree, you're right. That's correct. Yes, that's true. Yes, I agree with you. I mean, they get canceled. They yeah, get absolutely. They get ripped to shreds. Actually, it's kind of funny because... Uh Shoe on head. You're familiar with shoe? Oh yeah, of course. She's oftentimes branded as now basically being like a, you know, right wing populist because she doesn't treat people on the right like they're evil, even yeah. though she is very much progressive. And I, we've had her on the show. We've had her on the BB Power Hour and she was a great guest. And, uh, the, the, the thing is, the biggest threat to the establishment is people using their brains. Mm. They just hope people will never think for themselves. And when they start to, then they have a problem. So right. the idea is to just constantly dumb people down and use simple terms and create narratives that aren't true. And if anybody strays from that line, they're demonized for it. Yeah. And if anybody criticizes the intelligence agencies, they're definitely attacked for it. Just like Shuan Head. Shuan Head also talks about the intelligence agencies, yeah. which is, which is very rare, but the few people that do actually hit the, the nail right on the head for a lot of the issues that are being caused. A lot of the central controllers, a lot of the people who create the algorithms that helped build a lot of the big tech platforms. I think that's one of the key issues. What's the, what's that saying, Luke? What's the, the highest prize in journalism? It's not the Pulitzer. It's a, it's, it's a, a CIA bullet. assassination. It's a, it's a bullet in the head by the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Yikes, this is, but, but, but this is the kind of web that the media spins, and I think they do this deliberately, and there is cohesion and there is collaboration that does happen with the intelligence agencies and the corporate media that has been documented throughout the years, especially with uh, a, a German prize-winning journalist, Ufket, who was talking about how essentially the CIA was writing press releases for him that he put his name under in some of the biggest publications in the world. But with this New York Times article, it's pretty much telling their few limousine liberal viewers and readers like hey 
these white guys are going to kill you because of you're different. And then, of course, there's also uh, bad parties on uh, on the other side saying, hey, these guys are going to hurt you because you're different. And in reality, these people have a lot more in common than they have than it divides them. But these divisions, I believe, are even uh, not just hyperbo- hyperbo- hyperbolically overplayed, but they're also created when they're not even there. And and there's like literally people created genders and religious views and points of views that never existed. Only way to to kind of sow division amongst everyone else. And I think that's that's absolutely needs to be called out. Yeah, the I, race. Uh, what is it? Race wars, political strife is great for ratings. Civil war, great for ratings. New York Times, coronavirus, gangbusters, great ratings. for ratings. Yeah. Fear, 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 great for ratings. Watch out for it. See it when it arrives and, and navigate it around. Well, this it. is this this is the big challenge even we face, right? I mean, the New York Times writes about this. They say the big, you know, specter of the right wing is going to oppress all the women and minorities, and it's clearly insane, right? There, I think, I think, like, the last legitimate count of white supremacists in the U.S. was, like, 11,000 people, <laughs> like, legit, you know, like, people going to meetings or, or trying to. And then uh, even the woke left, I think, the a couple of years ago was the, the um, progressives were viewed as around 8% of the country. One of the challenges, though, is when you have an establishment that tells people a civil war is coming, and this is where the narrative started. It didn't start with me. It started with, I think it was the Atlantic. They said, we surveyed a bunch of people, a bunch of security experts who said they believe there's a 30 to 90% chance of a civil war in the next 10 years. Then you get the Princeton professor. The, the Hill publishes an article about it. They're all entertaining this. When you have that narrative coming up from the establishment, and then you get a bunch of mindless you know, uninitiated, you know, political ind- individuals who don't know anything about what's going on, but believe it, you're, you're effectively dealing with, I guess, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Cause if but, you, if you think a civil war is coming, then you're going to get rid. like, you know, in, in a fantasy realm, you're afraid you're going to be attacked. You get your weapon, you, you get stand guard. And when you see someone coming, you assume that's the person yeah. that's going to attack well, you. Hold on, so you look, look, look. So, so like, so right, right. But here's, here's what I want to make sure I'm, I'm clarifying. I'm, I'm trying to be, self, I'm trying to be, fear, I'm trying to be self-critical a little bit. I don't want to make you think that I was not, it. what I'm saying is we see that. And then we literally do a video where we're like mainstream media article says civil war is coming. We talk about why it, you know, they're fanning the flames of can possibly create it. But then us talking about it also creates that conversation. So a lot of people are like, as much as Tim brings this up, he sure must want it. And I'm like, I'm criticizing the concept and what the, the mainstream media has been telling everybody. But when you have these articles coming out saying Trump was staging a military coup, there was an insurrection. And that's years after they've already been saying it's coming and the right's going to do this to you and that to you. It is it's like it's escalating. Like we're getting to that point. Like what? So what do we do? Do we just ignore it and not talk about it while the zombie hordes, you know, keep expanding? If you remember, even before the first Iraq war, there was a ton of buildup. There was there was a ton of propaganda. There was a ton of corporate media saying we need to bomb Iraq. And they laid the groundwork. They pretty much made people okay with this larger idea that the United States is going to go to war with Iraq, which was absolutely a delusional, crazy idea. But they had to sell that idea for a very long time. And they primed it by talking about it for months and years beforehand. So this could be a similar situation, but we also saw something similar. Similar with Syria. It never led to a full-out war in Syria, even though there was a big buildup. There was a big military corporate, uh, military industrial complex campaign to start a war there. It never really happened because of the backlash against it. But with Iraq, there was there was still backlash, and they still did it anyway. So it, it's a very complex kind of media landscape. I think I finally understand why Brian Williams left MSNBC. So he could fight on the front lines of the Civil War. <laughs> Keith Oberman, Keith God Oberman's already fighting. He said he already lost his mind in the process <laughs> of doing so, but uh, he gave it all. Yeah. I, we well, could say that. 
Check out the story we got from the Philadelphia Inquirer. This is, look, this, this story is a level of deranged. Nothing, I'm going to read the quote. This is the t- title. Nothing is more important than Team Trump's January PowerPoint urging a full-blown coup. The scariest part about Trump's coup plot, including a Banana Republic-style national emergency, is that the conspiracy is still happening. Is it? Hmm. The Philadelphia Inquirer, a mainstream publication, is outright telling the people of this country, namely Philadelphia, but also the country, that there is a current ongoing Donald Trump conspiracy to take over the country. Now, what do you think that's going to do to someone's mind? You got the New York Times saying the white supremacists are coming for you. They're going to they're going to target especially liberal women. It's almost like they're trying themselves to target liberal women with fear to make them lose their minds. And I'll tell you something interesting, too. Women in suburban women in Virginia voted for Youngkin. They voted Republican. Clearly, suburban women do not like Donald Trump. Now you have the Philadelphia Inquirer saying the conspiracy with Trump is still happening. It's a full-blown military coup, and here's the proof. These people live in a very twisted version. It's like a bizarro world. Clicks. Gotta but go but, but clicks. If, they, if they do, won't that make them? So here's my theory. There are people who are finally over COVID. They're done with the fear factor of it. So what do you get in place of it? Civil war, coup. Trump takeover of the country. I, I disagree, man. I, I, I partly agree. I think there's a craving for like, like the media is like, what can we pump up? Mm-hmm. But back in 2018, I said, if what we're seeing with the street fighting across the country popping up all over the place continues, then I think we are heading towards some kind of civil war. I don't know exactly how that will manifest, but people make the mistake of believing it's going to be a Mason Dixon line and then the state's going like that. It could be something crazy. I don't know. Then in 2019, we saw, you know, more signs of it. It it was back in 2018, these articles popped up. And then I started talking to people and they were like, you're crazy. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's I I would have conservatives in DC tell me that. And I'm like, what makes you think it couldn't happen? Like, why do you have that optimism bias? It'll never happen here. And the response I got was what's happening with Antifa and Proud Boys and right wing groups and stuff is, is, is a bunch of low level, you know, bored losers fighting in the streets and it will never reach the point at the seat of government. It will never be in the federal government and the security state will shut it down. Now we have, you know, political like fighting between, you know, the progressive wing and the, and the populist right wing in Congress, threats of arrest against some of them. Nancy Pelosi is saying some of them should be investigated. How many of them do you think are feds? <laughs> of, of, of which ones? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe a lot. But of, of, of our congressmen? You think <laughs> that they went undercover <laughs> and ran for office? No, I mean, like Antifa, Proud oh, Boys. Yeah, no, I mean, just like how many? A ton of them, a ton of them. But so, 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 which is interesting. But the point that was brought up to me was the federal government will never allow it to happen. And I'm like, what happens when this conflict reaches the federal government? If, if the millennial generation and younger is divided to an extreme degree, and they are taking these seats of power. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
in 10, 20 years, millennials are going to be the majority, like 80, 90% of Congress. And that culture war is going to be in Congress. It's going to be in the president. It's going to be in the Senate. God. Yeah, right? Well, the Congress will be insufferable then. <laughs> I mean, it's not insufferable now. They get, they get BuzzFeed listicles. This is what this congressman did. <laughs> yeah, but like, if, if, if these people who genuinely believe this stuff are in that seat of power, then it, the culture war does reach the government and then, and then what happens? They get stripped of their power. If no, they waste, by who? Well, no, I by think, an angry I think, mob. I think the culture war already reached the federal government through Trump because right. he, he, he was very much leading the charge in that culture war. I mean, as soon as you had, you know, Colin Kaepernick kneel, uh, during the national anthem, Trump took that as an issue and boom, as soon as he said something about it in, I think, what, 2018, then all of a sudden it, it, it never left. You're right. The culture war reaching the federal government was the 2015 election cycle. Before that, we had, you know, what, Mitt Romney, Barack Obama in 2012, and it mm-hmm. was very stodgy, boring mm-hmm. establishment politics. Yeah. But in 2015, the culture war reached a point where people were voting on this. And it was the establishment versus the... I guess the cultural independence, the Trump people, the the populists, the pe- world. Well, so it used to be politics was a bunch of stodgy, boring, you know, the lesser of two evils. But then Trump comes along, and he is like, you know, a bull going to storm through and smash everything up. All of a sudden, now the seat of the federal government was a culture war issue. Yeah. Now it's twenty twenty. We're, we're entering twenty twenty two. How crazy is that? We got to call Trump the rhino in the China shop because he's a rhino. In, in the he's sense, a, like he's a liberal guy, ran in the Republican. He's a rhino right. Republican. I mean, he's not really a Republican. Exactly. Yeah. No. So I mean, he's not true Republican. Call him the bull. I want to call him the rhino. Trump is China Trump shop, is Trump. You know? I mean, hey, so here's here's what I will so say. happen to be Republican. Yeah, this time. We, our next is name. We had, um, I think, it was Ryan Long was here, and oh, I love Ryan. He's great. We he, the Habibis hate him though. They don't like him. Really? He 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 got he got me, he, uh, <laughs> he he threw a hard question at me right when we started the show. He was like, he's like, so Tim, the last time I was here, you said a civil war was coming. You got me all freaked out. And then what's going on? And then I went on January 6th, about 800 people stormed to the Capitol <laughs> trying to shut down the electoral. And he went, oh, yeah. And I'm like, so I had all these people telling me that nothing was going to happen. We weren't getting close to a civil war. Now, these establishment liberal types, when they say it to me, I, I just do the same thing. They go, where's civil war, Tim? I'm, on January 6th, 800 really Trump supporters ever. stormed into the camp. Like, I don't know. Is, is that enough for you? I don't think it was as bad as they say it was. But yeah. For them, is it? And they're like, oh, yeah. And now they're saying the coup is still happening. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's almost like they just want to be right every single time. Or they don't, don't want to give you a credit. I mean, or look. I, I think maybe the reality is, like, how 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 does this train stop? Does, does, does like do, do the Trump supporters who are sitting in sitting in the in the prisons right now in the solitary confinement, do they get released and then walk up to a Biden supporter and just cry and then hug and say uh, it's America, <laughs> damn it, and like we don't want this anymore, <laughs> or do they say I was tortured by his estate, by his administration, by his DOJ, and then does this result in people saying the system is corrupt? And the left is saying, but they're insurrectionists who should be. Honestly, you know. I think a lot of it is even happening now over you know, a lot of these COVID restrictions, vaccine mandates, mass mandates. There are odd, strange. There are some strange bedfellows kind of working together on the left and right who oppose a lot of these restrictions. And honestly, that might not be enough to heal the country, but it's brought some people together. I mean, we've seen Black Lives Matter marching with right-wing groups in New York yeah. saying opposing the vax mandates. But is it possible that that actually is just part of 
further decay of the system. I like, mean, you it, don't have you don't have friends or enemies. You have common interests mm-hmm. in politics. Yeah. That's just how it's always been. And so, I mean, they have common goals. And once they say accomplish that goal, then they'll go back to fighting each other. So maybe maybe that's the normal we're going back to. I think at, if if we look – if I try to look at this optimistically, like it's not going to get that bad because something will divert attention and the, and the factions will shift again before it gets too bad, it kind of just feels like you know the swing is getting too far left, too far right, and then eventually the swing is too much and the, and the tower topples over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right now it's shaking. We got a bad earthquake, but not enough to knock the, the, the structure of the United States down. But if it keeps happening and the, the, the swings get more and more extreme, then eventually the whole thing's going to just implode on itself. Well, the conditions that are creating the hyperbolic, uh, you know, political moments, they're only increasing in their power and influence. If you look at big tech, it's only becoming more influential in our lives. If you look at the corporate media, it's being force fed on us even more. Those are the two biggest contributors. Those are the gasoline on the fire of this quiet, cold civil war that some people say is happening right now. And those two institutions are not going away. They're only becoming more powerful. And I think it's in their interest to have people fighting each other because they also represent a lot of very powerful people. And those powerful people don't want them looking up and recognizing that the true source of their problems is the multinational corporations, is the billionaire class that is able to buy off government, buy off big tech social media. And it is them fighting each other based off trivial differences, based off their DNA, their preferences. And if they get have people fighting with the pitchforks against the torches when they have those two people going against each other no one's focusing on any of the legitimate problems that is directly affecting their lives and 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 how they live in this existence but that just means that eventually the system crumbles and the elites escape with as much resources exactly as i mean the elites already have have a huge have accumulated so much resources so much money but but the elites never historically understand when enough is enough uh, if if you look at every time a country was 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 robbed of its wealth. If you look at all the hyperinflation cases, whether it's Weimar, Weimar Germany, whether it's uh, Argentina, whether it's Zimbabwe, whether it's Venezuela, it, it's always people saying, "This is for me. I don't care about anyone else." The rats are, are are you know leaving here. Let's plunder what we can. That has always happened through recorded human history, especially when you have a government willing to increase the debt ceiling, increase the money printing, increase government programs that stand in the way of free economic flow of income and money and capital. So this is only going to get worse because of the financial ramifications, which I think are critical here because that's going to be the other kind of match. You have the fuel by by the the, the corporate media, the fuel by by the, the social media, but the match I think is going to be the financial larger ramifications. Luke, I believe you are correct. We have the story from CNN. Food is more expensive than it has been in decades. CNN, you know, a broken clock right twice a day. Bad news for American consumers. It's getting more expensive to dine out and getting more expensive to eat at home. Restaurant prices spiked 5.8% over the last 12 months, ending in November without seasonal adjustments. The Bureau of Labor Statistics said Friday. That's the largest 12-month increase since the year ended January 1982. And unfortunately for those hoping to curb spending by turning to home cooking, grocery store prices are also at record highs. They jumped 6.4%, the largest 12-month increase since 2008. Beef had the most dramatic increase, with a 20.9% spike in prices. So let me ask you guys something. What do you think is was, was the catalyst for the Arab Spring? 
Do you this, know? This one worker who was having a hard time making ends meet, and because of the government fining him and regulating him, he ended up committing suicide, and his story went viral. Um, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's the essence of what I understood it to be from some of the stories that I heard. But I think, Tim, you would, you'd know a little bit more about this. Yes, I got the name wrong earlier. It was Mohammed Wazizi. I'm saying that wrong. Was easy. Was easy. Was easy. Yeah, he uh, he immolated himself. Um, he was trying to. I believe what happened was he was trying to sell fruit. He was born on uh, 29th of March, 1984, and he kept getting the government kept interfering with his ability to to, to make a living. And eventually, he couldn't, so he just went in front of a government building and dumped fuel on himself and immolated himself. And this sparked the the, the, the protests in Tunisia, which started sweeping across these other uh, you know other parts of the the Arab world, result, resulting. As many believe in the Arab Spring, uh, there were some experts who reviewed why it reached the point where people were willing to overthrow their government. And there were a few uh, key factors, one of which was inflation. Yes. What, Unemployment. The, the price of food. Yeah. So people could no longer afford to eat. What happens when someone can't eat? Oh, they get crazy. Do people just say, well, I got no food, so I guess I'll just lay down here and die? Well, I mean, they do have Ramadan. <laughs> Choosing <laughs> fasting is good for you. It's okay. I'm Muslim. I can make these jokes. <laughs> yeah, there, there's something different about you know choosing because when you choose to fast, you're in control. And you know you're in control, right? And you know the food's waiting for you. Yeah, you don't know exactly when. Oh, totally get it. And but you can prep p- your body too, like right. in the day before you load up on whatever you need for the week. Yeah, or overnight the day or whatever. Yeah. And you fast from sunrise to sunset, and no water. But people, people dry fast. Yeah. Pe- people often say, uh, especially in the super chats here, they tell me that you know one of the things I'm you know they oh I, I would love to stand up and, and talk about these issues, but I have to make sure my kids have food. So the the wager right now among many of these people is that by complying with the tyranny and what 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 they're doing with mass spending and you know everything that's burning the system down, their kids will eat for a longer period of time than if they were to stand up and speak up, because then their kids they could get fired and they can't get food for their kids. Mm-hmm. I think what hap- I think what drives people towards you know revolt and conflict and crisis in a country, civil war, even they can't feed their kids. Yeah, and it's 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 partly about themselves. I mean, what I, is the first thing? I mean, the first things is like uh, food on the table, roof over your head, and what a uh, place to sleep mm-hmm. or well, something like that. What, what, I think what, it's what's I think, that order? I think it's uh, safety. I think it's I think yeah, it's safety. food, shelter, and safety. Yeah, security, like um, the things that cause massive stress. Right. If you can't eat, you're panicking. Well, obviously, the first one is safety. But I'm just saying, no, no, in terms I think the of first like the food. People no, no, are, no. I, uh, yeah, maybe we're conflating things, but I meant like the the usually the goal, like when you're trying to provide for your family, the first thing you always go for is food on the table. You can't provide food on the table. Yeah, then there you got nothing. To yeah, you're food. screwed. There's but a, at least you have a table. But then if you have no table. Now you're cold, you're scared, and then there's there's violence or the police are threatening you. Yeah. you. You have no safety. People just finally snap. And and there's stories coming out of Germany where people killed themselves because of the lockdowns and the vax mandates. There's stories of a person lighting themselves on fire, killing themselves in Australia because of the lockdowns, because of the vaccine mandates. So these stories are already happening. And I think they're only going to be exacerbated, especially here in the United States, where Americans are already dealing with some of the highest inflation in over 40 years. Joe Biden just gave an extra $20 billion for the defense budget. And there's a clear, there's a clear sign that 
when the government gets involved almost every step of the way, they are making the situation that much worse. And I think financially, socially, when people are going to see the larger effects of this, as they are already seeing the largest transfer of wealth in recorded human history, it's going to hit them hard. It's already hitting them hard, but this is only the beginning of this major wave coming our way that was produced by government. And I don't think there's any escaping it. I don't think there's any life rafts We might be able to, if we develop fusion power and like central decentralized power sources and then the powerful might... people just keep the technology for themselves and don't release it to the general public and yeah, then that... hide it from everyone else just like free energy that would be a problem then we would still see a crash of the system yes. i think the system could r- find some sort of resilience if we can decentralize our power sources other than energy that, I, yeah but you know what's what what happened when biden got into uh, office the administration basically stripped the u.s of energy independence not that I th- I'm saying petroleum energy independence is necessarily what you're saying. Petroleum's heavy. That's the problem yeah. with it. But it is extremely energy dense. So America was energy And we were independent. a net exporter of oil. That's crazy, right? Yeah, we were. And now Biden's like, Nord Stream 2, go ahead, Russia. You get your own pipeline. And now they're like, well, it's leverage now. Well, uh, have we ever entertained the possibility that Biden might be a Kremlin agent? <laughs> no, we actually, no. no. And that one actually makes yeah. the most sense, which is funny. You know. Hey, not that I think it makes sense. Uh, what, he's pressuring Ukraine to cede territory to the Russians. I mean, come on. <laughs> you, that you was, know, if, if Trump did that, everybody would be losing their minds. That'd be front page news on everything. Yep. Nobody's talking about it. Nope. It's not even leading this show. Not to obviously. We we did not, talk about it. We we left I mean, it I last know. week when it happened. You think he did it so, just oh, to I'm be like, sorry. don't go. <laughs> <laughs> was his intention like, hey, Ukraine, don't get involved in a hot war with Russia. Just give. Yeah. That was his intention. Yeah, basically. Do you believe that's it? what it seems like his intention would be on the surface? But what know. if what if Putin actually has compromise on Biden and he's had it the whole time? Mm. You know, the, the tape is real, but it's Biden, mm. not Trump. It's probably Hunter. It's, no, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. The P tape for those who aren't familiar. What was it? Donald Trump at a hotel yeah, like, in Russia. In what, Russia. Did, what did he do? He peed on a bed. That no, no, no. He paid women to uh, release their liquids <laughs> onto him. That's way more. I told, I told my mom this was going to be a halal show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, I'm, I'm using Sorry, family Bob. friendly now, language here. Yeah. Here, see, that was a manipulation. They, the establishment wanted to run Joe Biden. They knew they were going to be up against these rumors. So they took control of the narrative. The real ah, story is there is a P tape. It is not of Trump. It is of Biden. And it's not, it's not women of the night. It's that Biden is old and incontinent and was yep. sitting in the bed. And he went, <laughs> and someone got it on camera. Hey, let he who is without peeing their bed cast the first stone. Yeah. <laughs> I think every, every person at some point in their life, you know, right. you just give over to yeah, it. Yeah. When you're, when, you ever have a dream where you're peeing in your dream yeah, and then you no, wake up and you're actually peeing? Yeah, no, I mean, maybe when uh, I, I say that out loud. <laughs> 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 I think maybe when I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah, that's wedding. what I meant. When I, when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. n- not, last like, week not, no, not, not, not last week at all. No, no, not last week, no. I don't know, man. Um, How do we pivot from that? <laughs> we're, we're, we, uh, Ukraine came up and then, you know, Joe Biden ceding territory to the Russians. Yeah. That, that was like. Food that, prices. Yeah, we were yeah, on yeah, food. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. talk food. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Um, I thought inflation was a good thing. CNN, didn't, didn't yeah, CNN more money in your pocket. Didn't CNN write that inflation was a good thing? Yeah, yeah I think The Intercept also. I think you yeah, highlighted I was, that. I was, that pissed me off. Yeah. Bloomberg, so there, there was inflation a, is good. Yeah. There, there was a, a Twitter thread that I highlighted today. It was actually, I saw, uh, uh, um, I, I saw somebody retweet this thread where a guy basically says, you know, average people, middle class people, poor people don't understand what, it, like, what it's like being rich. 
and they assume way, they, they assume a lot of things about rich people. Now, the funny thing is, I certainly think the guy was like, I would, I wish poor people could spend a day in the shoes of a rich person so they could understand. And I'm like, dude, being rich is great. <laughs> being poor sucks. <laughs> However, you ever watch Trading Places? Yeah, but, right. but, but, but. It it is partly true. What he was basically saying is that the world is made for average people, not for rich people. Mm. And regular people have this assumption that rich people can do things they can't do. They can just like get whatever they want. So this is what really bothered me about – well, this is a good context in relation to the Intercept article. The Intercept article talking about inflation when people can't afford to eat was like the rich people hate inflation. And I'm just like, no, they don't. They, They can exploit it very easily without question. They can exploit inflation. You buy a piece of property, the property spikes when inflation hits, and then you sell it later and you kept your money. You didn't lose any buying power. A poor person, they, they, they can't buy property, so they get a paycheck and then it's just worth 10% less, you know, you know, when they put in their savings. But it is true, and it's important to point out, people in this country don't understand how finance laws work. They don't understand how money works. So they get, they get screwed over by the likes of The Intercept. They get screwed over by the likes of CNN. But the weirdest thing is, what if, how, how does someone read CNN and see inflation is good as an op-ed and then read food is more expensive than it has been and it's hurting people and just be like, I'm going to keep reading this publication? Like they told me two different things, but you know, whatever. It, you know, some people just want to be, they want to have their biases confirmed. And these news publications, the corporate media will just continue to feed them that drivel, even if it works against their own self-interest. And at the point, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, the glutton that you keep feeding it and they're killing themselves. I was just going to say drugs. There's probably a lot of drug addicts out there who don't know and have any common sense or, or sense of reality. And they're just blindly gazed at CNN with their mouth drooling open. And then, you know, just, just losing IQ points as they, they engage more in that dribble and absolute nonsense, because there's no way to see the real life ramifications of inflation. And then to think that it's okay. Inflation, of course, first affects the most poorest people since of course, common goods go up that are mostly readily available for everyone. Um, and then, and of course, later down the line, it impacts a lot of other people. Bloomberg had another insane article talking about how people should spend their paychecks right away while, of course, borrowing money as much as they can at the same time to battle inflation. It's it's absolutely ridiculous policy to have Jim Cramer up on national television saying that we have the strongest economy than we ever have ever. And then and then his former substance abuse having self being on the same news organization that that is reporting record high inflation there's there's no way you could have both and there's obviously a huge disconnect between reality and what the corporate media is telling you i think they're meant to confuse you but i think there's also a small population that wants to be kind of consoled by these corporate heads and told everything's going to be okay this inflation's great for you it's all going to work out fine just give up all your powers to the bankers just give up all your sovereignty give up all your liberty and freedom it's all going to be one thing. I, I want to pull this article real quick. Sure, yeah. Just because Luke referenced it. Yeah. Bloomberg is mercilessly mocked after advising Americans to spend their paycheck immediately and borrow lots of money to tackle inflation in similar advice given to economic basket case Argentina. Uh, we're imploding. Yeah. I'll just put, I'll just put it that They're out. like, negotiate a pay raise or two to get a house. <laughs> How? <laughs> How can the average person afford a house? It's absolutely crazy, yeah. uh, especially on modern wages, especially with their wages being devalued compared to, of course, inflation. People's savings, their whole life savings is are absolutely being ruined right now. They're, it's The value of the dollar is being devalued, while, of course, the richest people take whatever they could get. The billionaires are more richer than they ever have been, and they're only going to become more richer from here. One thing that 
you know, Tim, the last time I was on your show was my last day at the Washington Examiner. Oh. I've been independent since. So that's nine months ago. And what I've learned in those nine months is that the corporate media and a lot of these elites, I feel like their only purpose is to gaslight us. They're just, they solely exist just to drive us all insane. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And when you have stories like this, it sort of reaffirms that idea mm. that they're telling you that the, the sky is, is brown when it's clearly blue. It's just, I, I don't know and then, why. And then you go on Twitter and you're like, here's a picture of the sky. And then you get these establishment New York Times pundits being telling like, you know, you're far right. And, and, and also they use it as a power play because then they could say that person is crazy. That's why you need to give us more power and vote for us. Because if you give these people power, then you're screwed. Yeah. And more people are going insane. If you look at mental health, it, there has been an absolute downward trajectory ever since the onset of social media that is causing uh, self-harm, that is causing suicide, that is causing depression, and it's causing a huge spike in prescriptions uh, by, of course, Big Pharma that's giving off uh, SSRIs and a lot of other drugs to battle a lot of people's negative uh, health. A mental health specifically that they're uh, that's only becoming more of a bigger problem more by the day let me um, let me read a little bit from this article it says the piece takes advice from argentinians on how they deal with soaring inflation in a country ravaged by 50 percent price rises in a typical year an extreme increase in the cost of living that's officially called hyperinflation among the handy tips it advises americans to negotiate a pay raise or two and to buy homes and cars the article has been savaged by commentators who claim it's hopelessly out of touch with Americans facing the highest rate of inflation in 40 years. Mm. Ian Miles Chong wrote, America is turning into the Weimar Republic with financial magazines advising people to spend their paychecks as soon as they get them. As soon as they get paid, hyperinflation is coming. Now, look at this. I don't know if, uh, if, if, if you can call it hyperinflation because that's sort of like a neb you know, nebulous term. Inflation is the word. Hyperinflation just means, you know, a lot of it. We're, we're dealing with a major spike in inflation. They're spending more and more money. They're printing more and more money. The M1 money stock skyrocketed when they converted savings into effectively to checking accounts, but it's still skyrocketing faster than we've ever seen. I think hyperinflation is coming. I think unless there's some kind of major in like serious conflict crisis intervention or lockdown or something, we are going to see high, like hyperinflation. And that being said, any kind of intervention could only exacerbate it. So I just, I don't understand how you avoid this. Ma like, on the screen right now, you have an image showing this major spike 
in the past year. And it, and it tracks alongside perfectly what we see with the M1 money supply. Yeah. You see one major spike straight up, and then it curves a little bit and then goes up at, at, at a similar rate. It's this, almost nice, too. Almost at 6.9%. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> if, it, if it was 6.9, we'd be chill about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah 6.8. I'd, I'd be okay with it, but 6.8. Oh. We had Max, Jeez. we had Max Kaiser on the show. Mm-hmm. What did he say? 15%? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he real says inflation. that the real numbers are a lot bigger than, of course, the official numbers that are uh, absolutely underinflated. It's kind of like, know, kind of like unemployment. I've been, I've been saying this to, for a while, like, especially here running the business. I was like, whatever we need for the business, let's not wait. Let's get it now. And the problem is, our attitude is based on witnessing in real time the, the ridiculousness of inflation and the mass money spending. So, you know, here we're like, what's our budget? We need new cameras for the new show. We need new studio equipment. Let's not wait. Let's buy it now and then build instead of, you know, building out the hardware, like building out the, the, the set design and then getting the equipment to fit it. No, no, no. Just buy it now. We'll figure it out later. Because if we wait a month or two, the price is going to go up 20 to 30, 50 bucks. Who knows? Could even go up way more than that. So let's spend it now. That's a problem. Because if people have that mentality... And they start buying like crazy. That also sparks more inflation and makes the spiral happen faster. Downward spiral? Uh, maybe. It strikes me as like um, the horse problem, early 1900s. I think you've mentioned this a few times where so much horse manure in the streets that they're like, at this rate, the cities are going to be overridden with horse manure. What are we going to do? There's no solution in sight. Then all of a sudden the car was invented. The entire problem was eradicated. Bitcoin. I think, yeah. It seems like it's a similar situation. Whether or not we do create the the automobile of the economy that we need today to solve this i don't know but it seems like that kind of problem well it almost seems like financial collapse is the goal i mean that's i mean if you think you yeah. mentioned how how the elites obviously are becoming more becoming richer you also have to factor in the international interests that say like the chinese communist party has in basically buying up parts of the u.s more and more financial collapse only benefits them yep and they want, they, they're buying land like crazy. Exactly. Yeah. And if they can buy more of our debt, they'll do it. Dude, it cannot be understated how, how v- valuable collapsing an economy is to the rich people. You make yep. so much money when you collapse an economy yeah. and you're rich. Everyone you buy up. Yeah. Everyone's selling their homes so they could afford food. Everyone's renting instead of owning. So that's one aspect of it. Is it time to ask if Biden is an agent of China? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> China and Russia. Yeah. Let me show you the, let me show, let me show this tweet. So President Biden tweeted, the United States pays its debts when they are due. That's why today I signed a bill to fast track the process to raise our debt limit. To which I responded, I remember when my parents had to use credit cards to pay bills too. Yeah, it's not good. Good one. That's not good. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a serious, it's a serious point. It, you, we were never in a good position when it was like the electric bills do. What do we do? It's like put it on the credit card. Put it on the credit card. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. It's That's like bad. well, then you're just digging yourself into yeah. a deep hole. It's literally what the United States has been doing for a very long time. And he's proud of it. And he's like, look how good I am. Look how great I am. I'm signing a bill that's going to indebt this country where you can't get out of financially your children. We're going to have to pay for this reckless spending that he's trying to, as he's still trying to pass the Build Back Better bill and and fundamental um, institutional changes that, of course, will just print more money, throw more money into their climate and equity efforts and all this other ridiculous nonsense that they're trying to push forward, which will push for more regulations, um, more taxes, more control of government in your in your life. Which I just got to say, the CGI on that video is incredible. You can't even see the strings of the people <laughs> pulling his hand <laughs> to sign that. I can see it, it does look like a green screen a little yeah. bit. <laughs> is that from the real White Oval Office or the set? 
That's the, that, that, that looks like the real one. Yeah, it's got to be the real yeah, one. Yeah, there's a there's it's like across the street they have a sound stage, uh-huh. and it's got like TV screens in the windows. It's not real. It's been a weird past couple of years. I gotta it's say, been a weird you know. year. Yeah, maybe maybe the Large Hadron Collider, you know, caused the black hole to swallow the Earth. You know, like Don Lemon said. And <laughs> yeah, that's now we're right. just in this like weird, twisted reality Limbo. where our thoughts are altering. Where thoughts become reality. reality. <laughs> much Donald quicker. Trump is the president it's, or was. It's possible that our thoughts are becoming reality much faster than they used to. I don't know if there's something to we're the just internet. In, we're just in an episode of Black Mirror, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. Like, you know, we're, is, we're, we live in a simulation. We take yeah. our lives too seriously. But right now there's some dude watching. He's just eating popcorn. He's like, that's cool show. That's it. It's that South Park episode of Earth. Oh, man. (laughs) You know, it could be. Everything seems – you know, what's funny is, like, people talk about miracles and stuff. And I remember when I was little talking to people about religion. They're like, when you're older, you see the signs. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. Now I'm older and I'm like, there's no way this is real life. (laughs) This can't be real. Like, Joe Biden is president. (laughs) This is crazy. Everything that's happening is just ridiculous and stupid. It's all on the like nose. everybody knows what's going on with Epstein, but like nothing happens. There's like a show trial and everyone just carries along. Like everyone, I think everyone just kind of pretends that, that the world isn't a, a, a giant fireball because it's the only way to survive. To just be like, I'm going to keep focused, eat my breakfast and go home and not worry about Gotta it. Gotta laugh to keep from crying. You can only keep your head in the sand so long until that fire gets on your family friendly show. On your uh, buttocks and uh, <laughs> lights a fire underneath your your, your buttocks. So so I, I think it's only a matter of time until people are affected by it. People are already affected by it. Their lives were interrupted. They were told to stay home for two weeks and ended up being bamboozled for over two years with this absolute draconian totalitarian nonsense where now artificial intelligence facial recognition technology is being used to track trace and database almost every single move they make like recently implemented in south korea like implemented in all the other nations that were formerly democratic that are becoming more despotic by the day it's crazy what's happening out there and uh that's why i I think we also need to acknowledge that there's a lot of protest against it there's been so many movements there's been so many demonstrations there have been so many gatherings from all over the world from peru to georgia to the Czech Republic, Spain, Argentina, Austria, Germany, France. We have seen a huge, huge number of people come together and say enough is enough. I'm sick of this. And for, uh, you know, very surprisingly, well, not not for me, but for people, the normies out there, the corporate media is not talking about it at all, not even mentioning any of these mass movements that are coming together unorganized. What are they doing? They're they're coordinating with the Biden administration behind closed doors to spin how bad the economy is doing. And it's working. Like, to a certain degree, a bunch of articles popped up right after that where they were like, the economy's actually good. Five cents less for gas. This is awesome. This is great. (laughs) Don Lemon was singing. Pennies. Literally pennies. I I wanted to get into a a dark story. We'll we'll try to keep family friendly, but I want to open up this uh, this very disturbing segment by um, just letting you, Siraj, know. Did you know that Luke's been to Epstein Island? And what capacity? <laughs> <laughs> That's the right response. That's a good response to have. And what capacity? This always Luke? happens all the time. <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> so, uh, who was the first person who like reacted negatively? Uh, the point was that after the raid, and everything was cleared. Luke got on a speedboat and was like filming, you know, oh, the wow. island and stuff. But when you tell people Luke's been to Epstein Island, they Whoa. immediately go like, 
when? Well, allegedly after he he pre or post he died, and you know when there was that video footage from that drone coming out, allegedly showing someone that looked exactly like Epstein on Epstein Island after he allegedly killed himself. That's when we decided to take the speedboats, jump on the island, and kind of film and see whatever we could get from that particular nasty, horrible location where atrocities were committed. I like that pre or post. Yeah, we got okay. So so I I like to do you know we'll get a little humor in there and make everybody laugh on a dark subject because this story is going to screw you up from Fox News. CNN producer accused of child crimes once decried growing news stories of child abuse cases in old tweets. New Day producer John Griffin faces up to life in prison. According to this report, I'm trying to keep it family friendly for you guys who might be having kids nearby because this is dark stuff. He worked shoulder to shoulder with Chris Cuomo. He paid a woman Three thousand dollars to bring her nine-year-old daughter to his home, where he committed a very serious atrocity against that child, and that's what he's accused of. And I, I do think it's fair to say, even in the most heinous of crimes, we, crimes we must recognize in, innocent until, until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. But these are very disturbing accusations against somebody working high, uh, high level at uh, at CNN. We also have had a bunch of other stories too that I wanted to briefly mention. You know, the CIA who was uh, who was soliciting children. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to prosecute him because they were worried about state secrets. And then, of course, the very obvious elephant in the room, Epstein, which has not yet been resolved, but everyone knows. And so the issue I have is it's really fascinating to me that if you follow the establishment, they'll tell you there's a conspiracy theory that powerful elites are abusing children and trafficking them. And sure, yeah, some of it is out there crazy conspiracy stuff like, you know, vampiric global elites are like exsanguinating babies to like live forever or something. Drink their blood. Which is a gross exaggeration of people who do get blood transfusions to try and increase their health or whatever. But the reality is more and more stories are coming about high-ranking media establishment elites who are abusing and that's not uh, committing atrocities against children. Let's just call it atrocities. Wood chipper, all of them. Yep, yep, yep. No, no, no. Well, you're not pro wood chipper? I'm not. No, we got to lock them up. We got to lock them up. Man, Come this on, has been going on since Not even the just a little wood chipper? <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, when you, when you get into a massive amount of power, do you go crazy? It, because you're like, I am now in control of the slave ship. I decide who lives and dies. I'm insane now. So they, they're, they tend towards this behavior, like what these people are doing to kids or, yeah. Or is it that those people, or, or, I mean, it's not natural, it's not natural to do that. It seems, I don't know, man. You study oh. the history of like humanity. Like girls were getting married when they were twelve, ten thousand, a thousand well, years ago. A lot of people gain a lot of power and a lot of money, and a lot of it goes to their head. There's megalomania. There's people literally having god complexes. If you look at Jeffrey Epstein, he was into population control, eugenics, like a lot of very powerful people are. Now, this kind of CNN CIA connection, uh, doing horrible things to children, is is not rare. As of course, there have been many instances when this has been happening with very powerful people, uh, including a lot of people that are connected to the royal family that were doing similar actions that are absolutely unspeakable and horrible. We have Jimmy Seville. We have the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom previously beforehand caught red-handed doing unspeakable things, mainline celebrities. But hold on. I, no, I just I, want to make I, this I, one I, final I, one, point here. I'm not going yeah. to stop your train of thought. I'm yeah. just going to add one thing. There's a photo of Epstein at the Queen's Cottage. 
Yes, oh, but yeah, it's not just that. that. It's not just that. It's not just Epstein and Ghislaine at at uh, you know, and, and there's also Kevin Spacey uh, hanging out at specific areas that only the Queen's allowed to be in. So it's Kevin Spacey, Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein. But there's also photos of Ghislaine Maxwell pictured with Jeff Zucker's wife. Jeff Zucker is the the chairman CEO of CNN, and Ghislaine Maxwell is pictured many times with his wife. There's also pictures of Ghislaine Maxwell and the founder and the owner of the Atlantic. The Atlantic just wrote a piece that was entitled The Great Fake Child, uh, blank, Abuse. expletive, um, uh, the, the fake uh, epidemic that's not happening. And they wrote an article about how this is all not happening uh, just recently during the middle of the Ghislaine Maxwell case, which is absolutely absurd to say the least. And to see the owner of the Atlantic uh, with Ghislaine Maxwell, to see Ghislaine Maxwell with Jeff Zucker's wife, to see Ghislaine Maxwell with so many other powerful people. Now, it could be Ghislaine Maxwell just storming in, taking a photo there. I'm not here looking to, to make any judgments here. Correlation does not prove causation, but there sure is a lot of coincidence is there sure is a lot of these very powerful people that do work together that do have similar uh, actions that are unspeakable to children that deserve to be called out for that deserve to be held accountable for that people deserve to be at least in prison for the rest of their lives for the horrible actions that they committed against children and a lot of these crimes are not persecuted a lot of these crimes the people who did the horrible things they're able to get away with them and that to me is the biggest injustice because in a lot of these cases your tax dollars are paying for the for these people's protection and I, that's absurd I have to crazy. say so I, I'm never going to run for president but if I did, my main platform would be Woodchipper. We've got to lock people up. We've got to lock them up forever. More people need to be imprisoned for a longer amount of time, and many other people should not be imprisoned for nonviolent offenses. I, you know, for, for, for people who commit crimes against children in that particular manner, prison's not good enough for them. Prison's too good for so them. So you're saying death penalty. That's the only time. Woodchipper. I'm just not, I'm, I'm just not, I'm just anti-death penalty, man. I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm anti-death penalty too, but. For, for this group of people. But, but this particular one, I'm making a And you know, the thing too is like, I really think the prison system doesn't work, but for people who abuse kids, I think we need a special place to lock them up. Excuse me. Yeah, a lot of times. Like Epstein Island. When people leave prison, I don't know if the numbers. They, 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 they enjoy that island, so I'd rather. <laughs> oh, I'd rather no, I meant like it's only them, though. Maybe like the, the base of a volcano. <laughs> Maybe a space of a volcano. It seems like prison doesn't make people not pedophile. Like if someone's a child abuser, they go to jail. It doesn't seem to make them not a child abuser anymore. Like they get let back out. And I don't know what the recidivism is. Well, they sure face a lot of punishment. A lot of people who do hurt children when they do end up in jail face very, very tough circumstances by other prisoners who make sure that they face the full ramifications for their crimes and atrocities. Now, the problem is there's there's other people who are falsely accused. So, you know, that brings up a, a very interesting, you know, question and dynamic to to everything but when people who do hurt children go to jail they have one of the worst times imaginable the stories that come out of, of people who do that are um, are, are and, absolutely crazy and we and look like i said even the most heinous crimes the cnn producer still innocent until proven guilty right then and, and yes the uh, extenuating you know i believe in our justice system i believe that you know forensic evidence will prove guilt or innocence well, you never Le- prove, prove innocence. Well, I'm sorry. They are apologies. innocent. Apologies. That's right. Misspoke. Do you, Proves guilt. Do you support the death penalty, Luke? Um, it, it's it's something that I haven't um, 
come to a conclusion on. It's very hard to make that kind of um, uh, that kind of call. Based on each circumstance, based on the situation, it's hard to just generalize that kind of concept and idea because um, it, it's something that I, I need more time to I have to say, research I, and study. Part of me was trolling a little bit because, yes, I am actually yeah. very anti-death penalty. I mean, for example— I don't think the state should have the right to kill somebody. Oh, for, for sure. You, you don't give that power to the state. It's actually— you're letting him play God. There, there, I should very, very much clarify that statement, right? There are certain circumstances, war, conflict, um, the defense of others, obviously. Mm-hmm. I just mean like empowering the state to decide they can end someone's life. Right. I think we, 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 you convict someone, you go through due process, then you can, you know, lock them up. Like on the real, like I'm definitely anti-death penalty and I'm with you on that, you know, lock them up and. Yeah, never. And, and, and I think that as you were saying, Luke, yes, <laughs> people who commit crimes against children they definitely have the worst experience in prison so i'm perfectly okay with that but you know wood chipper i I tend to support the death penalty my whole life i've supported the death penalty but i mean why why support the death penalty because i think some people are so deranged and damaged animals that they are just a a detriment to our species well okay so let's do a vote right now how many of how many of you here think ian is being a detriment to us and we should have the right to end his life i think we should take away his phone Oh, see, there you go. So, so look, and that's my, the segue to the none list. of you will ever be judges. <laughs> my point is, my point is, to be an individual, to have your own life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and then to have the majority just to say we decide what morality is, and our morality dictates we as the majority can vote for the end of your life. I say that that's just absolutely incorrect. I, mean, I mean, you can't the, do that. That's the history of our species, and that's wrong. Tossing people out, of and the that's trial. wrong because what's going to happen is you're going to get a bunch of wokists who are going to be like, "You said a hate speech." Off with the set. Hurtful like, speech. What about when one guy's like eating all the tribe's food, and you're like, "Stop." And he's like, it's called tying up his hands and so, being like, no, so you, you can't use your hands. Yeah. And he's like, okay, what are you talking? So then you let him go and he does it again. So then you kick him out of the tribe. Then he raises an army and comes back and kills everyone and yeah, takes the no, Like, no, at Ian, what point are you just nipping ridiculous. in the bud? That's ridiculous. Just because someone is exiled doesn't mean they're going to raise an army. Well, that's what Napoleon did. He got exiled. Okay. And then when he came back, all his old generals joined him again. And then he, second, sounds like his old generals armed. were friends with him. Yeah. Sounds like he never lost his the yeah. support from the from. Should the French have executed him when they arrested him the first time after he, you know? No, really, you don't think so, dude? I don't believe in the death penalty. I think how about if they didn't exile him and they put him in 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 the uh, was the Bastille? Is that what, yeah. They didn't want to martyr him, so they exiled him. But then and they could just locked him up. That they didn't want to martyr him. They thought that if they so you, publicly so what you're saying him, is that so what you're saying is that Osama bin Laden is still alive and that he's being <laughs> held in the CIA black That's side what I've been saying. <laughs> because the the United States did not want to martyr him right yes. I that's believe. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, that's, on, why they, <laughs> that's why they, that's why they, they, uh, they followed strict, uh, Islamic protocol and right. dumped they, him into the water. Yeah, right. Which, which obviously is never in any kind of Islamic exactly. script or understanding. I, at all. I, I, I don't, I don't even necessarily agree with imprisonment with, to a certain extent. Like I think if the community decides you are a threat or a danger to others, then exile is the, the right way to do things. The problem is in in the modern world, it's impossible to do. Yeah, yeah. Because everything's controlled by somebody. There's an interest everywhere. There's there's tons of people. So all they can really do is say, "And hey, we can't let you go because no one else is going to be happy if we do that." So we're going to lock you in a box forever. And I'm like, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, of, of uh, like ten people saying we believe you did X, therefore we can take away your life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Because those people often are wrong. They're, they're more often correct, like a jury of your peers, you know. I think for the most part, our, our legal, our judicial system does a good job 
of protecting innocence, but a lot of innocent people go to prison. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with, uh, uh, you know, Ben Frank, the founding father's view on uh, the right of, uh, of the, the accused to be innocent until they are innocent until proven guilty in that if people believe that the state at any point without reason can strip them of their rights, then they have no, they have no reason to believe and, 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 and adhere to that system. Meaning if, if it gets to a point where people are just like, why bother? They could arrest me anyway. Might as well shoplift. Right. Why, why bother playing by the rules if they're not going to play by the rules either? And that's where we're going. And that's freaky to me. We're at a point now where we can see Hillary Clinton, 30,000 emails deleted. Nothing happens. Well, yeah. I mean, we're heading in that direction already because, and again, the more information that we're exposed to, the more we understand that the game is stacked against us or rigged. And basically, we're you know it's a big club, and you ain't in it. Mm. We're not in it. I'm thinking about all that oil money. Although Tim, you might be in it. I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> what, what, is it, what, what does it mean to be in the club? I don't know. You tell me. You're in the club. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't think I'm in the club. I think just just like you, you get the same medical treatment as Congress does that nobody knows about. Yeah, that's supposed true. To yeah. Talk about. Yeah, that could be one of them. Well, mm-hmm. I'll put it this way: there's a crab. Uh, there's, a, there's a barrel full of crabs, and I'm the crab on top of that barrel trying yep. to climb its way there out. You go. And everybody's, you know, you know, you know, crabs in a barrel and they yeah, catch yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're on tier three there's, club. There's a bunch of crabs outside the barrel and they're doing that crab dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's <laughs> tier and that's two. Congress and CEOs yeah. and global elites and all that stuff. Yeah, that's the tier two club is like the Elon Musk and those people. And then the tier one club is like Davos and, mm. uh, I don't know, Saudi Council of Foreign Relations. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I would agree with that. Like Elon Musk is powerful, but I don't think he's Davos powerful. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. He might be the richest guy in the world. That doesn't mean a whole lot. Like yeah. it, it means he's the richest guy in the world. He can buy a super yacht. Yeah, but, but he's working on uh, he's working on AI technology. He's working on microchips inside of human brains. So he might be, especially with how much power technologically he develops. So it could change at any moment. He he has enriched himself a lot recently, and he he made some very interesting comments against the vaccine mandates uh, just a couple of moments ago, which I think are very important. What did he say? So, okay. do you want to? Are we going to talk about that? We're going to talk about the list. Okay. But I was going to add one more thing about the death penalty to uh, uh, give give some uh, uh, agreement to Ian because some people are, are chatting some good points. Um, one point is the state does have, have the right to end someone's life in self-defense or in defense of others as a person does as well. And there's an argument that through due process, the state has determined for the safety of the community, this person cannot be, you know, confined or held. It's just too dangerous. And so thus, this is, you know, how some people justify the death penalty. I, I, I don't agree. Because the, the, the risk of the state to callously and incorrectly execute the innocent is too great for me to support a system in which the state is authorized to end life. Dude, in the age of deep fakes, like if someone gets oh caught, like committed, uh, accused of a crime that they didn't commit, but there's a deep fake of them doing it, that's going to be just terrifying. Oh man, it's, it's And then you're going to have, you're, but, but it's, it's beyond that. You're going to go to court and you're going to have uh, a prosecutor stand up there and say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the defendant used hypertext markup language through the hypertext transfer protocol to gain access to information that you would not be able to get access to. And the jury's going to go, oh, 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 maximum sentence. Anybody understand what I just said? I said he's going to type in a URL. I was going to type in a web address. But th- I witnessed this happen to, um, to some degree in the trial of Weave back when he was being prosecuted because someone he knew entered a URL and got an email address. And then he said, let's send it to uh, journalists. The feds prosecuted him on this. 
And it was hilarious to hear the prosecutor explain uh, during a sentencing why he should be locked up forever. Because he used hypertext markup language through the hyper- hypertext transfer protocol to gain access to people's private information. Why should he have the right to use his knowledge and power against us? And I was just like, bro, he literally just told the court that some dude typed into Google some words. <laughs> and now we should go to prison for it. And people, regular people don't get this. Yeah. It's not even about deepfakes. It's about like we're we're beyond the point where a regular person can understand every system. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and and, and when the prosecutor's more focused on winning the case than yeah. a justice, that's right. a problem. I mean, too. imagine facing off with state prosecutors like Binger and Kamala Harris going against you, knowing that you're innocent, and still arguing to keep you in jail or to punish you for a crime that you didn't commit. And there have been innocent people that have been sent to jail that didn't commit any crimes. And there also have, have been people who have been uh, sentenced to death and killed by the state that were innocent and never committed the crimes that they were told to have committed. So there's instances of that as well that we need to recognize. And this is already without the deep fake technology that you were talking about, Ian. Let's talk about the list. Yes. Oh, yeah. Siraj, tell us. What is the list? The list is a power ranking of people who need their phones taken away. Oh, power ranking. Well, yeah, it's power ranking. I mean, it started off as a power ranking. Uh, But it's usually a top 10 of people who need their phones taken away based on bad tweets. And I do it weekly. Uh, I do it Monday nights. Tonight? Oh, it's Monday night. So we're going to do the top 10 people on Twitter. We are doing a, a... we are doing an abbreviated version. I narrowed it to just 10 candidates this week. We're just going to debate the order of which ones just because, you know, I can take up to like two hours doing this on the I list think we, screen. You got a list here. You got I it got from, a list from, here. From, so, from, starting from 10. Yeah. So this is the top 10 list of the worst tweets of the week of December 13th, 2021. Do you do this on on, uh, on Rumble or, or YouTube yeah. or anything? Yeah, I do Rumble, YouTube, and Twitch. Because you know t- top 10s are huge on YouTube. Like, people love top 10 lists where it's like the top 10, whatever. Well, I have a feeling that YouTube is a bit Islamophobic, oh. and they don't oh, want to put right. my stuff yeah. up there. That explains <laughs> it. Yeah, because if they weren't, they would just put you on the front page every exactly, day. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's right. There yeah, you I probably, it's wrong think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that proves it. Yeah. Agree, yeah. yeah. All right. We have the list here. All right. So do you want to read it? Do you want yeah, to- well, so here's the thing. I usually read it in a Pakistani accent because my family, they're from Pakistan, so I can read. Uh, read Bloomberg. They are coming in number 10. Some of the advice on how to cope with rising inflation includes spend your paycheck right away. Sounds so wise. <laughs> we did, and we did talk about this one. That is a very good tweet to make a list. Wow. Um, I usually go into commentary. So like, do you think this deserves recognition, Ian, Luke? Absolutely. They're, they're absolutely insane. I was talking about this before I even knew it was on the list because it, it's, it's a, a, an absolute slap in the face to anyone paying any uh, attention to reality. Now, what if it said spend your paycheck right away on Bitcoin? That's what I'm saying. Then I'd be like, that's a good thought. If they're, what they're saying is <laughs> spend it before it gets devalued on something that's going to inflate in value, then okay. But if it's spend it Haphazardly on anything you're, you you're gonna love number nine. We should oh we should get uh we should get like a clear plastic for the TV so I can take a sharpie and write with uh, <laughs> on Bitcoin. Marker. Yeah. All right. All, all right. right. Number nine. Number the nine. It is the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bitcoin surge a boon for white nationalists. <laughs> Study. Yes. The funny thing is, it's a boon for everybody. Exactly. So, they, so they, why they, is it not white nationalists? Well, because look, they take they they take the umbrella of everyone, 
And then within the umbrella of everyone, and they, there's a smaller umbrella of white nationalists, and that's the one that's going to get clicks. Yeah. Remember that Ryan, I think it was Ryan Long that uh, was making a skit about the employees that work at Vice and they took, yes. and they took, uh, reproductive toys and they just started throwing it at a random board. It wasn't Ryan Long. Okay, but, but I remember, if it, I think Ryan Long did something similar, but I think it was Ryan, someone yeah. else, I don't know, someone will tell me on the internet, but they took, uh, a male reproductive organ toy and they like literally <laughs> threw it. At a, at a board filled with it's a bunch of names stick. and it stuck and then they literally created their titles out of it. I think but this is, this was the case yeah, of that. Ryan, Ryan Long's yep. was where he was like, you have a bag of nouns and two different nouns. <laughs> and he was like, why blank is bad for blank. <laughs> yes. And he would just pull random one, ones up and then he would like, the funny thing is he would show actual articles titled that. So yes. Bitcoin surge, a boon for white nationalists, much in the same way that Bitcoin boon is a surge for quite literally anyone who owns Bitcoin. Yes. <laughs> and their pets. <laughs> yes. It's just amazing. I was, I was actually reading a chart the other day that showed that Bitcoin is actually a huge boon for black people and investors in every field. And El so. Salvadorians. Oh. Yep. And has lifted a lot of people out of poverty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not racist enough. That- yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. This is this is an economics heavy list. I'm mean, usually not it, used it. to this. It's usually a lot more unhinged, but don't worry, it gets worse. <laughs> uh, number eight, we have Paul Krugman. He say he tweets: Aside from priorities, is this even true? Is there any good reason to believe that inflation hits low income households especially hard? <laughs> okay, well, hold on, hold on. He's an economist. Now this, he's obviously yeah. Go ahead, Tim. No, it just reminds me of um, the Futurama episode where the judge is um, he, he's he's Judge Whitey, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, poor people! <laughs> the only poor people I want to hear about are the people who tend to my pores in the spa." <laughs> like that's that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, pretty you know? much. It's uh, accurate. I mean, Krugman's just been wrong on so many things. Everything. It's. Uh, <sighs> I don't even know where to start with this one. <laughs> the man has no shame. He doesn't. So when the, I love this because when Bloomberg is like, quick, spend your paycheck as soon as you can because of inflation. And then he's like, is that really hitting low-income households especially hard? It's like, bro, they're literally telling them to dump their money as fast as well, possible. Like, that's pretty bad. What he's saying is if money is becoming less valuable, then the people that don't have any money aren't being affected by it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. It's like, yeah. you, why are you worried about inflation? You don't have any money. No, you don't have money. So why are you worried about the value of money? Yeah, that's fair. Duh. It was so easy. That makes sense. Number seven. (laughs) (laughs) President Biden tweets out, the United States pays its debts when they are due. That's why today I signed a bill to fast track the process to raise our debt limit. And if you don't believe me, you shut the hell up your mouth. Yeah. (laughs) This is effectively the president of the United States saying, we're in debt, so I took out a, a new credit card. Yeah, I took out a new new loan. A new yeah. line of credit. Great. Yeah. Th- see, the thing is, you know, they don't like it. They don't like Ponzi schemes, but they 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 like Ponzi schemes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, the government doesn't want you doing it. They want to do it. But that's literally what our economic like system is. It's a Ponzi uh, yeah, scheme. Yeah, it's the Federal Reserve. Yeah. yeah. Number six. Here we go. Lauren Bobert. Oh, no. Oh. Lauren Bobert. <laughs> oh. 365,348 children went missing in 2020. You haven't heard a word from media about it. Therein lies the problem. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Therein lies what the, the problem. <laughs> I see what she did there. I'm so confused. Therein 
Lies the problem. But that's not why it's less worth it. Yeah, it should be. I mean, this is a thing. This is a, this is a thing. Remember, remember like a month or two ago with uh, the Gabby Petito case? Mm -hmm. And then you had Joy Reid going on MSNBC saying that this is a, this is a missing white woman syndrome. And no one has talked about like missing people of color since. (laughs) It's in the same token here with Lauren Boebert. Wait. You can. There's nothing stopping Lauren Boebert from about tweeting it. about missing yeah, children. She's saying the media doesn't run these stories. You know what I mean? No, I know that. Yeah. Is that an accurate number? Is that domestically or internationally? Is that a world number or a U.S. number? Or is that even just a made-up number? Good question. Is M no lies a word? No. It's not. No. But like, uh, uh, my, my bigger question she's is... She's spitting right there. I like that. <laughs> she's making up words like I, I do. Like <laughs> no, I, I got to say, I got to say... I think this should be lower on the list. I think you think it should be lower on the list. Where you think where you think it should be? I don't know. I, I it's like it's a weak point. You know what I mean? What you think like number ten? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. we can move it to number ten. Okay. Yeah, maybe there number you ten. You know, because uh, one of the things that really bothers me about media criticism is they they go like X happened, and I don't see the media talking about right, it. Right. And yeah. there will be like twenty articles that just exactly. Google search it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, it's a lazy, it's lazy criticism for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that is on my, uh, intern Ben, who is, uh, Ben Morsi, <laughs> who is gonna be fired for this. He's gonna be fired. Ben, what have you, what have you done, Ben? You could go follow him on Twitter, at Ben Morsi. Oh, here we 16. go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just so about anytime, to say this. I was anytime, just about to say the next one. Anytime. But I'm gonna let you do the honor. Okay, I say it. Okay, I say it. <laughs> Number five. The Atlantic. It's uh, across the United States, well-meaning citizens are raising awareness about the child X trafficking yes. pandemic <laughs> epidemic that doesn't exist. Kate Tiffany unpacks how an internet conspiracy theory birthed a 21st century moral panic. Now, did the CNN and CIA pay for this particular piece of journalism? or Did child (laughs) trafficking write this article? (laughs) What kind of ruling elite person, how much money did they drop to to cover up their horrible antics when it comes to hurting children in unspeakable ways? The real Epstein is in an underground bunker writing the story for the The real Epstein are the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) But I was talking about this during the broadcast as well. Uh, So I'm happy that made the list because it's really incredulous to say the least. And the owner of the Atlantic is seen in a very weird bikini photo with Ghislaine Maxwell cuddling up to her. So there's that. Mm, here's, here's the issue. They say um, child trafficking epidemic. How do you define something when you're when you're using a, a, like a metaphor to describe what it is, right? Like I, I guess they're literally saying it's like an epidemic of trafficking, but what's the threshold for that? There's no CDC guidelines. Right. Are there, are, is there like if 100,000 kids, it's officially an epidemic? <laughs> Because the question is, if we get a bunch of stories, if we know what Epstein was doing, if we know what the CNN producer is accused of doing, if we hear these stories at the CIA officer, and we know there are powerful elites doing really messed up stuff with kids, at what point do you decide it's an epidemic? Yo, Yo. America's ODing hard on child trafficking. (laughs) 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 Number four. Number four. Four. We have Midas Touch. Oh, wow. Midas Touch. Absolute. It is terrible account. I hate this one. (laughs) But let's read. January 6th was biggest crime ever perpetuated against the United States and nearly every Republican is complicit. But that's true. <laughs> <laughs> every Republican. Every. Every Republican. Oh. Um, Even the people that registered after January 6th? It's, oh, isn't yeah. it, but isn't it a crazy thing to believe that? Like, 
January 6th had a bunch of like a bunch of bumbling people walking through open doors where the police opened it for them. Cops were being reprimanded because they were taking selfies mm-hmm. with people. There was that riot in the front where right. they were fighting with police and all yep. that stuff. And it's bad, of course. Yeah. The biggest crime? Didn't the British burn down the White House? <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. Wasn't it the French? Oh, no, no, the no, French the British did in 1812, <laughs> I think. Uh, 9-11? Pearl Harbor? <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma City? Yeah, many such cases. <laughs> many such cases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, quite literally any serial killer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jim Crow? Yeah. yeah. Slavery? Yeah. The Tuskegee experiment? Yeah. yeah, that's one. Yeah. Wow. MK yeah. Ultra? I mean, there's just, there's just too oh, many. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. January 6th wouldn't even make any reasonable list of crimes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even make the top 10. Yeah. It won't make the top 100. It would, yeah, take the top You know, top I could probably make, I could probably make a list of 100 crimes against the United States that were worse than January 6th very easily. Oh, yeah. You like, want to make that list? We could, next time, we'll, we'll, we'll do that next yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> the worst crimes against the United States <laughs> ranked. But here's the funny yeah. thing. It's like, if you go back through history, there's going to be like ransacking of orphanages. There's right. going to be like the burning down of, of like government facilities. There's going to be like the bombing of a military base. How many, how many military base bombings have happened over the past 20 years? Quite a few. Like, in the Middle East, if, you know. Oh, yeah, Middle East for sure. I mean, yeah. Tons. I mean, pfft. Yep. Can't even name them off the top so of your head. So you'd have to something. go like non-wartime uh, tragedies against the United States. Why? It'd be too easy if you did wartime too. God, we're just creating new lists out of the list. This is crazy. <laughs> Sublist. <laughs> but this is a very common one. They just, they just, yeah. they, they say things they don't think, you know? Yeah. Mean? Number three. Stuart Stevens. Now, this guy is actually Lincoln Project. Oh, God. <laughs> or at least he's part on. of that ilk. Uh, he tweets, to be more concerned about inflation than a plot to end democracy is pretty much a definition of the choice made by many in pre dubbed out to Germany. That is that. Uh, wow, very astute, Stuart Stevens. Wow, uh, the insight here is is astounding. Um, yeah, yeah. You think it's you think it's appropriate? Top for the list? Yeah, top three. I don't know about top three. Okay, but good. I think the Midas Touch one is like should be up higher. You, th- you think you maybe think, flip them? Uh, maybe flip them? Okay. I don't know. He is pretty unhinged there. I mean, why? So why why would you argue that this is worse than the Midas Touch? Because it's, it's just like absolutely. Like uh, like low IQ to like it's, the highest it's, degree. It's you, you know remember when you were a kid and they would be like you know are you PT? You ever, you ever hear that one from a little kid? And then like no matter what you say, it's like a stupid joke that kids say. Like if you say no, they say you're not potty trained. And if you say yes, they say you're a pregnant teenager. Like it's, <laughs> it's the stupidest child. Like that's yeah. how that's how I view this. Uh huh. It's like operating under an assumption that like he's decided something is happening that's really really bad. Yeah. Like what I mean is you know like. No matter how you view it, he's going to imply the worst possible thing is right. currently occurring. Like there's no, uh, he, he, he's, 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 his statement assumes too much. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so you think it shouldn't be top three though? No, because look at this one. January 6th was the biggest crime ever perpetrated. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. And I don't know. Maybe I'm you're tied. right. You know, yeah. you know what? You know what? I'm, th- uh, let's think about it like poker, right? So let's do this. Uh, uh, Midas Touch says January 6th was the biggest crime ever perpetrated against the United States. That's kind of like an ace high. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's one statement. Oh, no, no, no. He added, every Republican is complicit. Uh, That's a pair of aces. Okay. But here, let's go down here. We have a couple things. He's saying inflation isn't as bad. Mm-hmm. There's a plot to end democracy. Ooh. And he's comparing it to World War II Germany. Reap. We got three of a kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, so that I think it does. Right. Yeah, okay. I think it, I think right. it does make yeah. the right spot. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Number two. Daily Mail Online. 30th. 2,000 Americans 
who think there'll be life at Christmas <laughs> will be dead by year's end. Yes! Experts vote. <laughs> That's a good one. Number one better be pretty damn good because that's, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's huge right there. Yeah. That's, that's all that's missing is, we'll and you dead. may be one of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> thank you, thank you for that Christmas present, Daily Mail. <laughs> really appreciate it. Oh okay, here we go. Number, oh, number one. one, Nell Scovel. Oh, yep, yep, yep. She spells it Noel, but it's actually Nell. She did it for that Christmas thing. Oh, this is after the horrible, horrible tornadoes that over the weekend in Kentucky. Or, or like over 64 people have died. So I'm not going to read this in the Pakistani accent. I'll just read this in my normal voice. She tweets out, Sorry, Kentucky. Maybe if your two senators hadn't spent decades blocking legislation to reduce climate change, you wouldn't be suffering from climate disasters. If it's any consolation, McConnell and Rand have effed over all of us, too. Well, I, I, I do got to say she's correct, because as we know, Rand Paul has been actively assisting China with their pollution in, you know, um, and well, America, of course, has been. No, wait, what, Rand Paul has no power over what China is doing. Oh. You're telling me. So oh. that's not that's not the case. Uh, uh, yeah, what, what, what? So, so, um, <laughs> Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell right. have been uh, assisting. Yeah, they're the reasons why the, the tornadoes form. Right, yeah. right. So they're, they're in charge of the weather machines. Yes. Right. Well, no, what she's saying basically is that, you know, Rand Paul has been blocking uh, legislation uh, against China, right? Right. So, wait, wait. What? Oh, she's talking about America. Yeah. Oh, she thinks we have control over the other. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you talk- oh, you're talking about the trichlorofluoromethane that's being emitted from from China's uh, factories in the northeastern provinces of of the country that has like the highest ozone depletion that's, factor. Yeah, yeah and also yeah. just like the general carbon. If and you want to get really yeah. simple, simple. You know, and, how they just and so um, the funny thing about this whole climate change thing, especially, is like uh, the United States passes all these bills, all these laws locally. Uh, banning plastic straws, banning plastic bags, and yet the Pacific Gyre and all the garbage is still there. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's other countries. Yeah. So if you're concerned about climate change and you're blaming Rand Paul, hmm. pretty, yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. This this, this lady needs her phone taken away immediately. Yeah. 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 So try if you scroll to, down, if you scroll down, yeah. Lydia, yeah. you can, oh, pro- do it. You can see to, that she deleted that tweet. I mean, to that ratio. Well, does she earn does she earn any kind of credit for deleting it? Um. Just more humiliation. I'm surprised we don't have Democratic politicians calling to defund tornadoes yeah. uh, <laughs> with that same kind of logic. It's, now, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> insane to use the tragedy that people are going through right now for political brownie points. I mean, that's just disgusting. You know, I, 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 I miss the good old days when the public warning was, don't fire your gun at a tornado to stop <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bring Wasn't, it back. Wh- what, didn't Donald Trump talk about like nuking? Like, didn't he want? Yeah, to ask? he wanted to nuke a, a hurricane. He did want. To, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he asked about. It. I don't think he wanted. He, he was like, if we nuke it, will it do anything? And they were like, Trump, like the hurricane. It's <laughs> as, big as, as big as New York. Oh, it's like nothing's gonna happen. He watched too much uh, hey, Sharknadoes. Yeah. Baller move. <laughs> now I gotta say something. I gotta say something. I really I understand why you made Nell number one mm-hmm. because it combined like bad taste with disrespect, bad timing, and just Tor- everything about timing. political like exploitation. Yep. And it was a very serious. You know, I want the Daily Mail one to be the first because it it's it, these are good. You know, I'm I'm looking at all these things and I kind of view it like like poker, you know what I mean? Like do, <laughs> so this this 32,000 Americans who think they'll be alive for Christmas will be dead and they did dead in all caps. I love that. That's the that's the that's the right method, right? Yep. By years and expert warns. It just combines so much. It's like almost <laughs> it's so a royal flush of yeah. bad tweet, you know what I mean? Yeah, but 
I feel like when weighed against a sensitive and devastating event like Nelskavels, yeah. that trumps that. So let's let's break this one down. You've got the Kentucky tragedy. Yep. You've got political exploitation. Mm-hmm. You've got climate change. Mm-hmm. You've got a dig at Mitch McConnell and and uh, and Rand Paul mm-hmm. and. She's including herself as a victim in the, uh, yeah. Yikes. And also, <laughs> and also in the beginning, and also in the beginning, she starts off with sorry, Kentucky. It's very blase as if like, it's like, a, it's like you know, like, you know, sorry this all happened to you, but it's like a royal flush. Yeah. Well, I think it hits it. it. I think it is. That is flush. easily number one with a bullet. Yeah. It's like someone it, <laughs> that you then fire into a tornado. This is the, <laughs> this is the equivalent of like someone in real life getting run over by a car and then like a liberal lady walking over be like, it's all fossil fuels fault. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> call an ambulance help. And like, nope, no, sorry. Uh, we got to burn more fossil fuels yeah. to get that ambulance to you. Yeah. There was that story where uh, a guy working at an Amazon warehouse, I guess, texted, they're not letting us leave. And oh then man, he died. that's terrible. I just gotta say, ladies and gentlemen, I don't, you know, whoever, you, whoever you work for, if there's a tornado coming, think about yourself first, protect your family. If your boss is like, you can't leave, yo, tell your boss, have a nice boss. day, because I can go talk to the labor department, you know, the, the, the labor board after the tornado, and we can deal with this. And you trying to, you know, play some B, B, some BS, man. Hmm. But uh, how about we now? Um, Go over the super chats. It is time. I'm I'm just happy that we got that all done in like less than thirty minutes. That usually yeah. takes me like two to two and a half hours. Wow, we're <laughs> to help. Yeah, I I fun. do want to want to make one quick announcement. Oh, Let me see yeah. if I can pull this up. Yes. As uh, before we get into super this chats, is my favorite um, I have I have uh, great news. This has actually been true for a while, but I didn't um, I didn't actually think much about it until today. Uh, Nick, who's part of the Castle Crew. He was like, hey, did you know that, you know, Timcast is the 15th highest super chatted show in the world? And I was like, no, that's, that, is that true? I knew, I know it was true during the election, but that to me, like, wasn't surprising. But actually, the only channels that are above us, save for maybe a couple mm-hmm. exceptions, are sexy anime, anime waifus. And they play Minecraft. And, and now and, you know where all my money went to. Yeah. Well, well, I, let me just say, um, <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> People said VTubers are VTubers. Went to. Well, I'll say this, though. I'm not here to compete with sexy anime waifus. You can't. Sorry. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you can't. But uh, surprisingly, there's no one above us who does a regular show. I'm amazed. So if we're actually talking about human beings live talking about something, anything, no matter what it is, we get more Super Chats than anyone else. Like literally more than video game players, Minecrafters, PUBG. We are the top. And so I, I, I checked and triple checked this and yeah. And then I actually found out, this is crazy. In terms of viewership, we are the 12th highest li- uh, viewer, viewed show on, uh, on the internet. Higher than uh, So Tim, you probably know by now, this is a stick up. Stick up? <laughs> <laughs> now you tell him. <laughs> so there's a bunch of, look at this. We got, you know, like, uh, Pat Mc, uh, McAfee. You've got Tim the Tatman. A bunch of people above us, uh, H3 just below us and PUBG Mobile down. I'm bringing this up just to say thank you to everybody. I didn't, I didn't really think about like the size of the show or what this meant. Like being number 12 on YouTube is big and, um, being the most super chatted show, dude, you guys are making all of this possible and I really, really appreciate it. And I also thought it was just really funny because now, um, all of your support gets to put us on a list of all these sexy anime waifus. <laughs> yeah, but if you, you, if you want to be number one, Tim, you got to put on lingerie and play Minecraft. Mm. That's the strategy you right know there. We were, you know what we were thinking of doing is ASMR. L- no, lingerie making, bees. Making a sexy anime chicken waifu yes. and then have an automated Minecraft 
but oh we'll just have emote buttons on a, on a stream deck to where like when a creeper comes, a chicken goes like, Burr! and then like when the chicken you know dies or loses something, it goes, Burr! and then we just make a stream where it's funny and it's like, Tim, you are you a gamer? Uh, I guess I don't know. Maybe what, what was the last what, game I, you played? The last game I played, I've been I, I play Spelunky too, like to an absurd degree. Uh, I used to play World of Warcraft a okay. lot. Um, mostly a long time ago. I played Hearthstone a lot. I have a bunch of Magic the Gathering cards. I played Destiny a lot, but only, I, I haven't, I haven't been playing video games a whole lot recently. I mean, I'm sure you're busy. Yeah, super busy, but I do, uh, you know, get in Spelunky 2 every so often. Unlock Seed, it runs finally. Hmm. So now I can, you know, play around with set, you know, you know what Spelunky is? Yeah, kind of. Arcade yeah. game? It's a it's a roguelike. It's super fun. Every, okay. You know, it's a procedurally generated roguelike game. You get a jetpack. You fly around. You get a freeze blaster. I'm still playing Gwent in Witcher Three. Oh, yeah. Ah, I didn't like Witcher Three. <laughs> I didn't. I tried playing it. Really? Yeah, I was like, hey, man. I didn't like it the first time around. I really liked it the second time. You know what really bummed me out is Fallout Four. Really good game, but they Fallout Three was magic, man. I have to get into the Fallout games. Fallout 3 was a magical experience. I'm pretty basic. I like Call of Duty and Battlefield. So before you go on to the Super Chats, I just have to, once again, Tim, thank you for having me on to do the list. I mean, it it wasn't the, it wasn't obviously the, like, the craziest list, but given, given the topics that we've discussed, it's very prescient. To have this, as I, 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 you know, just to keep it real, what happened was, you know, we all had a company meeting and we were sweating bullets, panicking. We were like, Siraj is going to put us all in the list. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's butter him up. Let's bring him on the show and then we'll be. <laughs> uh, well, I'm yeah. here to, I, well, I am here and I can actually physically take all of your phones. No. Yeah. There, uh, I saw someone mention they didn't know I played Hearthstone. I play it like all the time. I play, uh, I play, I usually just play the Tavern Brawl though. Okay. I used to actually play, I got, um, I think the highest rank I ever got might have been like, Five or something? Uh, it was a long many? time ago. There's 25 ranks. But I can't remember. I could be wrong. Maybe five is a little too generous. But I used to be really into playing the competitive tournament stuff. And then eventually I just got... I'm over it. I don't, I don't got time to structure these decks. You know what really made me not want to play Hearthstone anymore? Do you know what it is? No. So it's the World of Warcraft card game. Okay. whole lot of fun. It's really simple. The reason I don't want to play it is because you have to manually drag to open booster packs to get cards... And I have like 900 or like a thousand boosters. So like. It's just, just a chore. It, it, it would take me like. You would get carpal 20 tunnel. hours. You'd get carpal tunnel. And so people play. say you can, you can just mash the space bar on a computer. And I'm like, yeah, but man, I'm not going to sit there and just do it. And then what happens is I don't have enough cards to, you can craft rare cards, certain mm-hmm. ones, you can earn certain ones. And so I do all of the, the solo quest stuff. I earn like all the, the, the legendary stuff that you can get. But then I'm like, look, man, I've got like a thousand boosters. If I were to open them all, I'd have all these great cards. Could make a great deck. You can't buy cards. So I'm not going to sit here and do work for this. <laughs> give me a button where I can press. Give me the cards. Yo, if they allowed me to just buy the cards, I'd spend a ton of money playing. You the might game. be able to get video take gameplay footage of you opening them and then just if you get a legendary and you see like whoa i got an idea it wait numbers only i got an idea what you know those little bird things that like go back and then go down remember homer simpson yeah when he was pressing the the, i'm gonna do that on the space bar and it'll just like boop and i'll let him roll and and open all my packs i bet just an hour video of you opening packs would be great behind the scenes i don't have an hour behind the scenes smashing the space bar people would love to watch that and just you talking about the cards and stuff on the website. Uh, I think you'd be surprised how many people would love that. Yeah, probably. 
Maybe we need a gaming channel. Let's read some super chats. We're a little, we're a little late. We, we, we got. All right, we got a super chat here. I can't see your name because YouTube just blocks it for some reason. He says, "Tim, I got my Howard Springs shirt today to add to my cast collection. I yes. dig it. Step on snack is next. Keep them coming. Smash the like and spin the UFO." So I was surprised. We we made the step on snack and find out shirt with the cute little snake on it. Now people are saying they want uh they want toddler clothes. Oh, Someone super chatted. Yeah. We have that one right here. And so we're like, okay, like yeah, little baby clothes that step on snack and find out. So cute. People were like, we want more colors, we want women. The craziest thing is out of all of the shirts we have, this one sold in like a month over two thousand shirts. Dang. That's crazy. There's That's something awesome. special yeah. about snack. He's so cute. Well, we combined two memes. That's why it was funny, yeah. you know. It's and good. it worked. It worked a whole lot. We have, we have another new shirt. It's Luke riding an eagle with a waving a flag. It says, I tested positive for freedom. Yeah, and he's flying crazy. the Gatsby flag. <laughs> it's, not, it's not wrong. That's correct, yeah. All right. Let's see. Matt H. says, Tim and Siraj, my tweet dream came true. Merry Christmas, all. And Merry Christmas to you, Matt H. Camel of the Mojave says, insurrection when people who don't push the narrative are upset, but just another day when at the Kavanaugh debacle dealing with feminists doing the exact same things and worse, you drop the mask. Yeah, they, but they didn't break into the Supreme Court. You know, they were just banging on the door trying to break in, right? Oh, no, they did get into one of the congressional buildings. Remember? With Jan 6? No, 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 no. Dur- during the uh, Kavanaugh hearings. hearings. Yeah. The oh. The all got into the, like, the Senate did. building and they were like, they were and they shut it down. Yeah, and- but that, that happens so often. I mean, this yeah. is pre-COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, COVID, Everybody, you COVID know. was the real, was the real insurrection. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't say that. Don't All right. It. <laughs> and Audrey, platform. Audrey, uh, what? Like, what? What is it? Why, no, it's why true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, no, it's just like a, a, com- a culmination of buzzwords. That oh, right. <laughs> too much. You the Audrey, yeah, uh, COVID took over our country. Yeah. I think it's fair Basically. to say. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Audrey Danielle <laughs> says, Philly just announced Vax Pass for kids and adults. I'm PHL organizer for LP Mises Caucus. Mm. We're protesting around New Year's Parade. Let us know if you in Philly or know someone down to protest. Awesome. At LPMC Philly on Twitter. I am no longer in, we are no longer in the Philly area, and we got out basically for this reason. We weren't in Philly, we were in the suburbs, but I was just like, I think it was last August, we were, we were trying to get a bigger headquarters, and then we, and then once COVID happened and the lockdowns were getting crazy, and they were actually telling us not to leave our houses, I was like, dude, get out of here, that's crazy. No, but it really was crazy. Where we were, we had a backyard that we could, we had a mini ramp and we could skate, so I was like, all right, this is not so bad, we're not cooped up in a box, but they were like, do not leave your house unless you absolutely have to. And p- nobody was outside. And so I was just like, let's just leave. Let's just get out of here. You, you, you see, you know, what's happening in Australia, which is obviously, I know you've been talking about it quite often and how terrible it is. How much do you think, how much money do you think Clara Lehman from Quillette is making from the Australian government to be like, oh, everything's great here? None. No, I think she she's avoiding prison. Do you think? I, well, uh, she's tweeting under duress? Yeah, absolutely. I so. But well, I don't think they went to her and said, Claire. You must do as you're told. I believe that she was just like, if I say the wrong thing, they show up to my house. They say, why are you posting these things on social media? They shut her company down, and then she's destitute, and then she finds herself in a concentration camp. In Australia, they passed the law where the authorities could come to your house, right. literally yeah, no, take yeah. away your phone, and tweet and send out and alter messages on social media as you. So that's all. <laughs> yeah, so that's Australia the power is doing. So with. you're saying Australia is taking your job. List. 
They took my job. This is outsourcing. Hold on, hold on. I want you to imagine what if, what if, you know, because everyone said Claire Lehman's lost her mind because she used to be like intellectual dark web and libertarian. Right. What if she's just like, you know, cuffed in a prison cell? I mean, there's some like big fat Australian guy going, I'm going to tweet at this year, Tim Pool guy. You're an idiot. (laughs) And then, and then Claire's like, no, you're besmirching my good name. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be. I mean, that would explain a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the only explanation. They have laws on the books like that. I, I mean, I've tried to put her on the list, but it looks like the list already got to her. <laughs> I have a I have a friend who lives in Australia, and uh, you know, I was talking to her about like you know how are things going, and she just told me that it's an open air prison. Yeah, and I was just like, Returning that's to the weird, you know. Yeah, but she was like, I went out to the middle of nowhere to get away from it. There was another story about a woman. That Haley Hodgson woman. She said she was living. Where was she living? In like in Sydney or Melbourne or something. I think so. One and she days. went to Darwin to get into the middle of nowhere to get away from all the lockdown stuff. And the cops came to her house and were like, we're taking you without due process to a camp. Now, uh, James Lindsay posted this. What is the defining factor of a concentration camp feature? You know what it is? When you are taken by government authorities without due process to a camp, that is how they, de- that, that's, how, that's how the Holocaust Museum defines concentration camp. Interesting. And that's quite literally what they're doing in Australia. Those crazy conspiracy theorists over at the Holocaust Museum. You know, what do they know about concentration camps? Oh, they must be right about this one. <laughs> All right. All right. How do you say this? Rekra Morrison, Lemniscate, says, step on snack baby and toddler clothes. Yes. Yes. I actually texted. Let's do it. We're going to get those. Chaotic says, when I see talk of civil war in America, it's talked as if it's on- it'll only be America's problem. Who's to say the globalists won't call in favors from other countries? I don't want my country fighting against American freedom. Um, a lot of, I, th- I can't remember who pointed this out. It might have been Jack Murphy. Maybe not. That, um, in all of these conflicts, there's always, a, there's, a, there's always foreign intervention. The American Revolution, you had foreign intervention, you know? You had the French come in and yeah. aid, you know, and, and that was effectively the, uh, you know, a revolt in the colonies. The French come in, assist the Americans. Americans are, you know, they win. China's going to be assisting the blue-haired LGBTQ <laughs> yep. liberal people in major cities, <laughs> airdropping yep. them. China locking arm arm in arm with uh, with Antifa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's what TikTok is. Christian, yeah. the based burrito, says my friend is in the air force and told and and told to get supplies. He told me the situation with Ukraine is far worse than the media is telling us, and said the U.S. is on a econo- on the verge of an economic collapse. I wouldn't be surprised. Looking looking at that spike in inflation. We knew that when they kept printing money, the bill would come due. The issue is people don't realize there's a delayed reaction. They can print all the money, then they spend it. But put, imagine it like this. There's a lake, a bunch of houses around it. And then someone drops in just like, you know, 20,000 or 200,000 gallons of water into it. Boom. The water doesn't instantly hit all the houses. The wave starts coming. You can see it coming and then it hits your house. So we're at the point now where that inflation spike is us looking at the wave off in the distance going, yo, there's a tsunami coming. Yep. So what do you do? Well, me, I got crypto, um, you know, buying equipment for the business, trying to expand and, and, and get as much, you know, going on infrastructure wise as possible as fast as I can, spending that paycheck as soon as I get it. But that's not a long-term solution. I think we just have to, I, I don't know, man. I'm not going to give anybody financial advice on this one. I'm just going to say, I got crypto. I, I feel pretty comfortable. I got some silver, some gold and some crypto. There's also a lot of movement of military hardware near the Ukrainian border, which is worrying. That has just happened within a few hours. So, um, Russian Russian stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not 10, looking 000, too good. Yeah. Wathik says, Chris Wallace moves to CNN. Next day, CNN producer arrested. 
One has to wonder what motivated Wallace to go to CNN at this stage. Fox won't miss him. That's right. They won't. Money, money. Yep. How much do you guys know how much he got offered? I think someone commented, like, this is one of the first instances. um, Again, this is not me saying I saw this online. It was a very harsh, a very harsh critique of him saying that this is a first instance of a rat going towards a sinking ship. (laughs) 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 I forgot who who tweeted that. Wow, that's a uh, good one. uh, They went after him. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Sumner Robertson says if interest rates rise to 5%, Fed would have to finance 1.5 trillion. With inflation at 14.9 using CPI prior to Boskin, interest rates need to be at 20%. That would cost $6 trillion per year. Fed will either default on debt or hyperinflate. Oh, I hope you are ready for this, man. I, uh, I, I was telling this story last year when I, when I went on Amazon and I went to buy a, a, a tablet for work and it was like 500 bucks and I clicked it. And then I forgot to check out. It's like something happened. I just left Amazon open. I came back later and there was a box that said like, we've updated items in your cart. The price went up to like 637 or something. Like in that span of time, they raised the price that much on electronics. Wow. And it was like a day or two or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think people realize what it means when you have this level of lying about, you know, the economy. But I'll tell you, these elites are like, they're, they, they've already got their bunkers in uh, New Zealand. Just watching a documentary on the Great Depression, I was really, really awestruck at how the media of the time kept telling people the economy's fine yeah. up until like the day before the crash. The crash was like a two-week process, too, of people just slowly selling off and selling off and selling off and realizing this isn't going to go back up and selling and selling. But, man, they, the media just lied the whole time. Yep. And this then immediately was- changed their position after, after it crashed. Immediately. This super chat was from when Ian mentioned wetting the bed. Surprise mechanic says, uh, <laughs> penny emoji, uh oh, hand and penny emoji, uh oh. <laughs> Ian just made the list. <laughs> huh? The, the, the P list. Yeah, yeah the P no. List. P-tape list. All right. Public news choice says spend everything, borrow everything. Didn't Tim Dillon make this mistake? Did he? Is that a reference I don't something? Know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Bruno Bronowski says, don't forget what happened last time the Republicans believed all lives matter and the Democrats said, no, those aren't people. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. What was that, like 2014? No, 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 Civil War. Oh. War. Uh, slavery. Yeah, yeah sorry. Slavery. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. on the list. Wow. <laughs> You're on the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> when you were developing the list, did it come from a time that you yourself tweeted something out and realized no 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 so well i mean I, for the first month of the list i was always on it i was and it was a daily thing but what started it was george conway quote tweeting his wife kellyanne who is still in the white house this is december 2019 so yeah the list is two years old now it's entering its terrible twos basically the this was during the trump impeachment the first trump impeachment inquiry and kellyanne conway tweeted out something along the lines of you know dunking on joe biden saying uh, you know, we need Russia's help. We need Ukraine's help to beat this guy. And George Conway quote tweeted saying, your boss apparently thought so. And at that point, I was like, wow. dunking on your wife in public, in the public <laughs> domain, public forum, not cool. Oh you need, I need to take your phone away. And that's, that's just kind of how <laughs> it was all created. We should do a, a skit where it's like the victims of the list have all had their phones taken away. And there's like a black market smuggling ring bringing phones to them. So... <laughs> I, I have a running bit every t- every single time an account gets suspended that has been on the list. <laughs> I take credit for it. Yes. So when Trump got axed oh by Twitter, 
I was like, the list works. All right, unvaccinated soldier says, Luke, I'm bringing a bunch of your spicy merch to New York on Saturday. Wish me luck and I'll see you in the gulag. Yeah, I'll see you in the gulags too. Won't be that bad. I mean, uh, we're in an open air one. Uh, just, not really, but. (laughs) Hold on. I was, you know, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, I'm sitting here in good company and I was just like, if the communists take over and we all get sent to the gulag, it's going to be a good time with all our friends. Yeah. No, we, we'll be breaking rocks. You know, hey, finally we have a reunion. Hey. I, I, I think that's a great tagline. You could be the most popular person in the gulag with yeah. the best political shirts.com <laughs> on you being yeah. the, Just, the, the talk of the gulag. And maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll finally be on time for a Habibi power hour. <laughs> so here's the good news. All of the fans of the show will be in the gulag, mm-hmm. and all of the guests from this show will be in the gulag. Yeah, live so, shows, live well, tapings. Live shows? <laughs> yeah. We won't tape them. You'll literally be sitting in the live audience where we're all wearing That's our jumpsuits. After the 12 night. hours of breaking rocks, we'll have Tim Cast IRL still be there. And we'll just body. be there super yeah. gaunt and like, you know, skin and bones. And they could do that thing that they did at Occupy Wall Street where they echo the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people's mic. Or like they tap on the wall. That's what they did in Vietnam. <laughs> If you ever wanted to attend a live showing of the Tidcast IRL <laughs> podcast, just go to your local gulag. Yeah. Just wait a few months and express the wrong political thing. And, and by the way, thank you uh, so much for uh, supporting me. T-shirts are a great way to get the message out, especially when the messages are being censored on big tech social media platforms. So thank you so much for doing so. All right. Jack Attack says, I've become a constitutional libertarian. I don't care if you are black, white, Indian, gay, straight, pan. Everyone should have the ability to buy an M1 Abrams. Vote for the corpse of Abe Lincoln and be left alone. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I agree. It's pretty much. More. Yeah, it was funny when Ian uh, asked uh, uh, Carrie Lake about whether or not people can own nukes or rocket launchers. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I, I think they should. Right. I, th- I think they should be like The right nukes. to bear arms. That's a kind of a debate we've had ongoing. Like, at what level of armament do you want people to have the right to own Nuclear weapons? Wands? Nuclear arms? No, 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 it's about, you, you have a right. Yeah, like the Constitution says arms, nuclear arms. Are arms. I'm not comfortable giving citizens nuclear weapons. What, what Doesn't matter you? what you're comfortable with. I, you're launchers. asking me, the Muslim. Yeah. Where would you, <laughs> <laughs> where would you cut off, cut off the explodature of your armaments? You're talking bombs with Muslim. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do so, so here's my point. Second Amendment says the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, yeah, I'm very pro Second Amendment. Nuclear arms. Look, we're entering a slippery slope and... Nah, it's easy. The no, 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 yes. hold on. I, well, obviously the answer is yes, but, you know, <laughs> then I'm going to abuse it or my people will abuse it and they'll be like, no more no more nukes. No, not me, not ever. When I had someone tweet at me and they were like, I said something about, you know, gun rights and then these people just don't know anything about the, 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 the establishment left types that live in Wally world. This guy tweets at me and he's like, oh, oh yeah, Tim, so you're saying you're cool with the Black Panthers mar- marching around California armed with, with AR-15s? And I said, abso-effing-lutely. And then he responded, based. Like, <laughs> did you think yeah. I was against that? Dude, no, Black Panthers, it's, buy it's, all it's the guns. good, yeah. Just like yeah. when, uh, you know, after the Kyle House verdict, you had uh, uh, people who were protesting the verdict, and then you had, uh, you had, a, a, I remember, a father-daughter duo carrying, uh, open, open-carrying assault rifles, and they're both black. With with uh, uh, chamber flags in them. Yes. And wait, is that good or bad? I'm What's sorry. What's a chamber flag? Chamber What's flags good... block the chamber so that people can see it can't be uh, armed. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. You know, I love guns, but I'm illiterate. So. <laughs> yeah. But they were walking around with them. Yeah, and I, you know, that's great. And I think it was uh, Jenk Uger who said like. If a if a you know, black you know teenager went with a gun and was being attacked and you think the right wingers would defend him and all of the right was like, was like yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the meme of like the the bearded yeah, you know, yeah, guy yeah, going, yeah the yes. Chad <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes 
All right. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, in fact, in fact, they would become a star even faster than Kyle Rittenhouse. And this, the weird thing is Kyle Rittenhouse said he def- he supported Black Lives Matter and he was actually rendering aid to the writers. This is this is true. Like Kyle Rittenhouse is on video giving medical attention to the writers themselves. There's no reason for them to have assumed he wasn't, you know, there assisting them just because he was like, guys, don't be violent. I've seen liberals at riots be like, please slow down. Please stop. Don't do that. It's making us look bad. So Kyle Rittenhouse helping everybody. Rosenbaum created that whole situation. Oh, for sure. For sure. But it, but the issue is, I wonder, even if it was a black teenager, would they have been like it was a, it was a white supremacist? Like they call, you know, uh, Candace Owens a white supremacist. Mm. A black face for white supremacy. Mm. Yeah. Larry Elder. Mm. All right. Win some Sears. Yeah. The Jaded Kriegsman says most crimes we need a Norwegian style system for with preventing recidivism as the primary goal. For the most heinous crimes like rape, murder, and treason, get Russian style prison. See Black Dolphin. No, you know what I like? I, I think they have like a um, murderer island in Norway or something. They just put all of the most serious violent offenders on an island and then said, you know, you're on your own. Good luck. And there's like cabins and stuff and they get food. But apparently what's happened is they've all kind of chilled out these very violent, serious criminals because they have to focus on survival now. Mm. So they still aren't being left completely destitute. But I could be wrong. I read a story somewhere, you know, online talking about how they decided to put them on an island and it's like they have to work for their own fire, work for their food and stuff. And now it's like kind of helps. So it's like Hunger Games. Yeah. Except they don't give them weapons. Yeah. They make them fist fight. I mean, anything can become a weapon. Uh, All right. Patrick Hoey says, I was against the death penalty until a criminal law case in law school. The two defendants were found guilty of kidnapping a 10-year-old girl, keeping her alive for a week as they tortured with, tortured and, you know, committed atrocities. Some animals need to be put down. Man, here's the issue I have. If you come to me with definitive evidence of guys being like, this is what we, this is what they did. Like, here's proof they did it. it. And like, it's, it's, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. It's beyond even a factual question. Like, literally, you watch it happen. Mm -hmm. I'm like, through due process, I can understand being like, you are too dangerous to keep locked up. Are you, are you saying what I think you're saying, Temple? But. Pro wood chipper? No. To go to, (laughs) to go to the Senate and try and kill the Chancellor because you think he's too dangerous to be left alive. Because he <laughs> did not see that. <laughs> no, no. But uh, what I'll say is, the, when you look at these, when you look at these cases, and they're like, "Here's what we know: they did this." I'm like, "Yes, I'm very much in favor of these people facing the death penalty." Now, here's the problem: when it comes to me entering a courtroom, and there's two guys standing there in chains, and the prosecutor looks at me and goes, "I dare say these two men took this young girl," I'll be like, "I didn't see it happen." I dare. You want me to kill those guys? Dude, look, if I'm in a room and they're walking towards a girl with a blowtorch and I have a weapon, I will defend that child's life and I will use lethal force to do so. But if I'm sitting in a courtroom and they're like, sign off on this paper that says we kill them, I'll be like, well, yo. You don't have to sign. You don't have to do any of the sentencing stuff as a juror, fortunately. You would just have to say if you think he did it or not. No. And then it's up to the when judge. When they say the death penalty is on the table for this crime, you're saying you want me to to sign off on a death penalty ruling and, and the judge is going to say yes? I'm not mm-hmm. going to give that to the state because, look, beyond a reasonable doubt doesn't just mean there's a yes or a no question in a lot of court cases. It could be like, Someone committed a, a very light crime, and it seems like they may have done it. Like a dude had a, you know, had too much pot on him or something. And it's like, yeah, the evidence does seem like he probably did it, but I'm not 100% convinced it's worth ruining his life over, so I'm gonna say not guilty. 
Then there could be someone who's like found standing over the body of a, a little girl with a knife. And I'm like, now this is a different question of beyond a reasonable doubt because we've got, you know, evidence that he probably did it. And so in this instance, I'm like, he probably, you know. Yeah, released from prison for the, the second time. It's just, And he's found over the body of a girl here's for the, the second time. A guy who's found with too much pot, they're going to be like, you're going to get six months in, in jail. And I'm like, the worst case scenario is if I get this wrong, the dude who's innocent is going to suffer. It's my fault. I don't like that. So I'd probably say not guilty. But if there was something I thought was bad enough and he's going to go to jail, he's not going to be killed. If anything, you should be prosecuting the officers who arrested that person with pot by saying, why didn't you ask him for any? <laughs> I will say, right? You guys should watch uh, The Life of David Gale. Awesome movie. I guess people don't really like it all that much. It didn't really get great ratings or whatever, but it's, I'm, about. it's about a guy, a, 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 a school professor is falsely accused of raping a student and then finds himself for another issue. It destroys his life. Then he finds himself on death row and there's a mystery to unravel, like, you know, what happened. But it's a really good movie that involves the death penalty politics, you know, false accusations and stuff. I thought it was a great movie. Kevin Spacey. He plays the, 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 the professor accused of rape. Oh God. It's an old movie. Come on. Who did he study for that himself? He knew how to play that character. Or still, he wasn't in character. All right, J-Man B says, Tim, I'd love to see you play Hearthstone on stream. It would be a nice break from having to cover the downfall of Western civilization. <laughs> I actually, I told you. <laughs> I, I did have a few um, Hearthstone live streams a few years ago. I don't, I think they're gone now. But uh, man, back in the day, back Were in the day. Were they on the Timcast channel? Yeah, it was on the Timcast channel. I was just hanging out. I was like, I have a channel because I'm bored. I'm I've been watching a lot of uh, Trump, Hearthstone, and what's his name? Kriparian? Kriparian? Is that his name? Yeah. Hearthstone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle, those are, those are good Battlegrounds channels. and stuff. Yep. What if yep. Trump became a gamer? That'd be great, right? That's how lit that would be happen. amazing how to lit watch him play. He was actually really good at stuff. Yeah, He's like, like he... I'll take you on <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five. Let's go. <laughs> let's He'd be like, could you imagine Trump playing Magic the Gathering? Oh, There's like a 12 year old boy playing. I'll counter it. No, he's like, I'll counter it again. Noob. <laughs> no, he's, Trump's old, so he'd be like. I'm gonna play the Black I'll Lotus. Summon your creed. and then I'll play. Uh, uh, what do you gotta play? A Black, Scripps, a black Lotus, and then I'll play. What you, you gotta play? Um, the uh, forest, right? For the channel Fireball. Is it forest and lotus or is it mountain and lotus? No, you're going to mountain and lotus. Mountain and lotus. Two green from the right. lotus. Yeah, and so then you do the lotus for... He's like, I'll do the lotus for three green and then I'll, I'll tap the mountain for one red. I'll use channel. I'll use 19 life points and then I'm going to cast Fireball for 20. First turn win. Noob. I love it. And the little kid's going to be like, those cards are old and they're banned anyway. <laughs> no, they're restricted. You're wrong. Learn the rules. <laughs> That's not actually a Trump impersonation. That's me impersonating Seamus impersonating yes. Trump. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's multiple layers. Yeah. All right. So we read that one. Let's see. Uh, we'll read just a couple more here. A couple more here. What do we got? Patrick Giles says, so Tim, a murderer breaks into the house, kills everyone inside, and you have a gun and shot. Do you let him go or take his life? Okay. Wait. So, so you're saying that everyone's already like been like killed. And he's standing there incapacitated. Because if, 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 if that's the case, yeah, I would tie him up and be like, okay, now the cops need to come and deal yeah. with this. So you need to understand that too about self-defense. Like you're not going to get get – like if there's like a guy who breaks into a house and like kills a family and then trips and falls and hits his head and is laying on the ground going – like he, he's like Catatonic. bleeding out. Yeah. And then you walk over to him and go, 
self-defense, yeah, the government, like the cops and the, the prosecutors are going to be like, dude, you, you just walked up the guy and killed him. Like that's, that's not self-defense. You were not in danger. It's so interesting that if someone's about to kill your four family members, you can kill them in self-defense. But if they already killed your four family members, you can't kill them anymore. Well, that makes perfect sense. Probably because over history, vindic, like vindication crimes have been so proliferative. Where, where people go retribution like yeah. days later served cold you know retribution someone someone said in the chat self-defense is the death penalty tim if you have someone who's in a steel cage you can't leave there is no threat to you or anyone else if someone's trying to release him and maybe like you know the joker shows up with a helicopter and fires a, an rpg and blows the prison up and there and that's a risk then maybe you could be like, they're too dangerous. Or maybe if the chancellor is the Sith Lord we've been looking for, maybe the justification being like, we have to do something. But you see, the problem was, if Mace Windu just went through the proper channels, then Anakin would not have betrayed the Jedi Council, and the senator could have been stopped by the Jedi Council. Well, he is the Senate, remember? Right, yeah. Yeah, that that is that is tough, but you know, like the the idea that you think you can go in and take this judge jury executioner upon yourself is just I'm just not a fan of that. I don't think it works. I don't think it works. If you've got someone who's incapacitated and they can't harm anybody because you locked them up and they're subdued, but they're they're, they're siphoning the system. If they sit in prison for their whole life, they cost oh, I don't know, it's forty thousand dollars a year or something to host well, a prison. It, co- it costs money to to use the death penalty on people yeah. the i think it's like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. yeah so that's like three years of prison what does it cost 40 grand for a prisoner or something all right i, I don't like all these people sitting in there that are just going to come out of prison commit the crime of again, all the go people that i thought would be pro death again. penalty ian definitely didn't come across <laughs> I know, <this> <laughs> I gotta here's the problem courage. how many innocent people are you willing to kill to enforce the death penalty ian none but I don't want innocent people get convicted all the time. Zero. Not majority, but if one percent, if point one percent. This is why we need minority report. Would you be okay? I mean, let me say this. <laughs> yeah. Let's say point one percent of people convicted are innocent. Let's say point zero one. All right. Would you put ten thousand people, you know, through uh, lethal injection, knowing that one of those people is innocent? Damn man. Uh, okay, so ten thousand violent murderers that are like killing children every time and they, they they're... and they and they have mustaches they throw and they go I'll, I'll kill again I'll, if you release me I'll be honest yeah that's that if there see, were 10,000 murderers villains that were destroying society and I had to k- kill one no, innocent no, no, person no 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 to no, get no, rid no, of no. Them? I didn't say that I said put on uh, uh, through the death penalty lethal injection meaning they're in prison already they're subdued they're detained and they're in in the bars going release me and I'll kill again and there's one guy going, stop, please, I'm innocent. I didn't kill those people. Don't kill me, please. That's a tough one. It's it's um situational. I, Otto von Bismarck said it is better that 10 innocent people suffer than one guilty person escape. I don't like those odds. Yeah, I don't it's... like any of the odds. I want you to look into the eyes of the innocent person and say, I don't care if you're innocent. I'm going to kill you. And that is insane to me. Well, the yeah, people no, that I, I, with you, I no. really support yeah. death penalty is like, is uh, repeat offenders, people that get out of prison, do the same violent crime, go back to prison, come out again, do the same violent crime. Like, if if, if someone's innocent, they're not going to be in that pattern. Because if they're coming out of prison and then committing the crime again, they're not innocent. I, I want to read one more because I do think it's a really great conversation. I think people make good points, but I want to counter them. Sarah Roberts says, people who are found with evidence guilty of atrocities against children are the one case where I do support the death penalty. Those are the people that cannot be rehabilitated or redeemed. And I will say... To a certain extent, I, like I would agree with that, but the problem is, how will you ever know the state is correct when they present someone to you and say this person was found doing X? It's, yeah. it's for me to, to to say, you want me to believe beyond a reasonable doubt this person did this thing. Okay, what's the ramifications if I get it wrong? Mm. You kill him. Mm. 
or like, or, or like, what's the ramifications if I get it wrong? I may kill an innocent person. Right. I'm not going to be party to that. Yeah, I'm I can't. Say, I can't. You can't take that risk, especially with uh, state prosecutors like Kamel Harris out there. Mm. Absolutely not. Yeah, especially when you recall Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say with yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. You, Yo. you know, you you get prosecutors who are not in it for justice; they're in it for a quota, or a career, exactly, so, to a so career advancement. There's a real argument that one of the prosecutors tampered with evidence to try and convict Kyle Rittenhouse, and that he was looking at life in prison over this. Imagine if, the, if these prosecutors were willing to go even further with the manipulation of evidence. Imagine if they were trying to say, Your Honor, we want to add the death penalty because we uncovered audio of Kyle Rittenhouse saying he was planning on doing it and that he was, you know, and, and he did a bunch of things that pushed it to aggravated, you know, whatever. And they try to kill him. Like, dude, we know Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense because we had seven different witnesses on the show. We watched all the videos and it was beyond a reasonable doubt. The, 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 the problem with uh, – in this scenario – if we were wrong about Kyle, and he really was this cold-blooded murderer, well, the worst case scenario is he's going to go home and it probably will never happen again. Because the scenario we saw, the information we had was he may have gone to this riot, but he doesn't seem like even if it was, you know, if we, if we were wrong about it, it's going to happen again. It was the circumstances around it. But we all, we all believed that we were correct. It was in self-defense. And it was. The prosecutors did not care. They didn't care. They, they, they lie. They manipulate. They cheat. They steal. The police will lie to protect the state. They will lie to defend their own departments. They will lie to defend their partners. And a lot of people on the right woke up watching Kyle Rittenhouse go through the ringer because they were just like, the evidence was so clear. Mm -hmm. The witnesses were so clear. The video of the dude saying to shoot him, the video of him chasing. And then what did they do? They come up with this BS evidence and they say, there he is pointing the gun. And it's like, yo, they are lying. Right. If this dude, Kyle Rittenhouse could have gone to prison for the rest of his life over these lies. There have been Kamala Harris. She knew she had evidence. Her office did that mm-hmm. someone in prison was innocent. I think on death row, right, Luke? Was it was she on, was um, it the guy on death row? I, I don't remember. I, we have to fact check that one. But there's there was a number of incidences. I'll just I'll just put it this way. I'll just put it this way. I understand that people are saying if you know, like you literally watch someone do it, you'd be like death penalty for you. But what if? Kamala Harris comes to you and she says, I'm telling you, this guy was found with the evidence. (laughs) Would you take her word for it and execute that guy? I'd say, get out of my face. I'm not doing it. So until I can trust the state with definitive proof or evidence, there are some circumstances where I'm like, okay, I get it. But for the most part, I don't. Anyway, I don't want to go too long. So we'll, we'll, we'll say this. Follow the show at TimCast IRL on, on all platforms. Smash the like button. Go uh, Subscribe to this channel. Go to TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up around 11 or so p.m. tonight. As a member, you are helping support all of our work. You can follow me personally at TimCast basically everywhere. Follow me on Insta- follow me on Instagram. Suraj, you got uh, social media you want to shout out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Habibi Power Hour, Wednesdays, 9 p.m. on Rumble. You can follow us on Habibi Rose on Twitter at Habibi underscore bros. You can follow me at Suraj A. Hashmi. And then, as always, we have a website, HabibiBros.us. You can check out some cool merch we got. Thank you, my, my Habibi. Uh, I appreciate Jazakallah it. <laughs> and um, I also have my own independent media organization. It's called We Are Change. I released a very interesting, unmotivational video on LukeUncensored.com with a lot of hard truths that people need to realize that people could watch there. And you could, of course, watch my daily show on YouTube.com forward slash We Are Change. Hope to see some of you guys there. Thanks for having me. I got some info on the uh, Kamala Harris going after this guy. Kevin Cooper was the name of the prisoner. 1983 murder case of Kevin Cooper. Uh, Cooper came within hours of execution. She didn't want to wow. allow DNA testing to get him exonerated. But wow. she, she she tried to kill that guy. That's wild. She yeah. tried to yeah, kill yes. an innocent man. I want to say real quick, sorry, just because there's two things. 
Uh, Super Chats. John Hoyle says, Tim makes the false argument that the innocent in prison are of greater value than the innocent victims of crime in society. It doesn't matter if you are in prison. If you have not been convicted of a crime, you are innocent. If you are in society and someone attacks you, you are innocent. I will not differentiate between between the murderers. I don't care if it's the state committing the murder or a psychopathic serial killer committing the murder. Murdering the innocent is wrong. So uh, I think the issue people have is they're operating under the assumption that the person in the prison is guilty and that they are psychic and have enough knowledge and ego to know definitively or that they say, I don't care if there is a chance he's innocent. If there is a one, I, I, I can't, I, I can't do it. If there's a 1% chance this person's innocent, that means out of a hundred executions, you'd be killing one innocent person. I'm not, I'm not going to be standing at the pearly gates. And when they look at me and say, now I understand you were killing all these people. What part of thou shalt not kill? Did you not understand? I'm like, well, but these were bad people. So it was in self-defense and they're going to be like, you know, okay, I understand that. But this guy was innocent. Well, I thought he was a bad guy. I was convinced he was a bad guy. Nah, I'm not playing yep, that that's game. That's not an excuse. Well, you're going to have to follow me at IanCrossland.net for more. <laughs> <laughs> Good plug. Catch Good you plug. later. Yeah. Um, Lydia. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight for this really fun episode going through the list. I always enjoy yes, the list. Yes, thank you so much all, all for having me. All the takes are ridiculous, and it's only getting worse. I'm looking forward to the burning of the empire. Yeah, we got to do a 2021 wrap because yes. there are a lot of bad ones. Oh, New yeah. Year's special. Yeah. All of them. Hey, whenever you want to have me. Top 100 list live. I usually do top 69. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. And then is there like a 420 quick quick shout out honorable mentions? I mean, that's a I'm lot sure, of names. That's sure a lot. I, I probably will have to hire some more interns and then fire them. 4.2 <laughs> names. All right. All right. Uh, Suraj has been a blast. We're going to go over to TimCast.com for that members only segment. So go to TimCast.com. Be a member. Thanks for hanging out. And we'll see you all there. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.